This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet8.net toll-free line for you, and it is the live Saturday edition. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free. But once again, that is freetalklive.com. To start things out here tonight, there were a few stories we didn't get to during our final weeknight show and uh, we'll get to those, hopefully, including the very first cold medicine bust. Yes, that's right. The federal agents have cracked down hard and stopped one of those evil people from buying Sudafed. We'll give you the details on that. Uh, but first, Mark, to uh, a story about iPods for kids. Right, from the Detroit News. We've come to the conclusion that a crisis um, that the crisis Michigan faces is not a shortage of revenue, but an excess of idiocy. Facing a budget deficit that has passed the one billion mark, House Democrats Thursday, this is in Michigan, um, offered a spending plan that would buy an MP3 player or iPod for every school child in Michigan. Whoa, everyone in the state. That's uh, wow. I mean, Michigan. There's probably a few, mil- couple million people living in Michigan, right? Uh. They've got Detroit. Uh, probably a few hundred thousand kids. That's that's a lot of money. That's a lot of jack. What's the reasoning for this? I mean, I've heard of the stories where they uh, where they'll buy like laptops for all the kids in a school, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I I think that's an awful waste of money as well. But I but at least you could pass that off as well. Kids need laptops to go to school. What on earth do they need iPods for? Somehow I made it through school without a laptop. So, me too. <laughs> I, 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 just, I think it's asinine, but at least you could you could pawn it off on that excuse if you wanted to. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm not saying that's that's correct. But what's the excuse here? No cost estimate was attached to their harebrained idea to invest in education. Details are promised and will follow. The Democrats, led by their increasingly erratic speaker, Andy Dillon of Redford Township, also pledged $100 million to make Better downtowns. Their plan goes beyond cluelessness. Democrats are either entirely indifferent to the idea of extreme hard time demand, extreme belt tightening, or they're bone stupid. We tend to lean towards the latter. We say that because the House plan also um, keeps alive, again, without specifics, the promise of tax hikes. So uh, it's a little, little more Michigan specific at this point. Is there anything else actually about the iPods in this? Um, you know, they, they, all they say is that they want to invest in schools and, and that kind of thing. There's, they, they don't really say anything specifically about why they want to uh, buy laptop or buy iPods for kids. I mean, it's just it's bizarre. So the uh, the reason is for schools. It's for adequacy, I guess. I, I presume that this again, since there's a lack of information, I presume that the idea would be that. Teachers could put lectures on MP3 files and then distribute them to the kids. I guess you can uh, listen to, you know, educational stuff off the internet from uh, an iPod. How how bloody likely is this? I mean, I mean, the the equivalent of this would have been giving um, Walkmans to every kid when I was in school. Right. They would have been cheaper, by the way. But, yeah. But it it just doesn't make any sense. No. Why in the world would you do this? I don't know, and I'm just trying to figure out the uh, how it all would work. I mean, I know a lot of kids these days have computers. Probably many uh, many kids have a, a desktop computer at their home. But if you've got an iPod and you don't have, uh, or if you've got any sort of MP3 player and you don't have a computer to dock it at, then what good's it going to do you? Are they going to have a uh, a classroom computer where each kid walks up and docks his iPod for a moment and then syncs up the MP3s that they are supposed to have for their assignment or whatever? I mean, that's a that's going to be a time-consuming process. If you've got 30 kids in a class 
having them all walk up and and sync their iPods because I doubt I doubt every kid in Michigan has a laptop of their own to where they could sync to uh, the iPod to that. I mean, this is just a uh, this is a tremendous expenditure. It, it is it's huge. It's it's a huge amount. I don't know what they're spent what they would be spending, but one would assume they'd get a break. But you know, say it's a hundred dollars. Um, like they buy the iPod Shuffle. That's what. Uh, that's about the price of the iPod Shuffle, which is more of like a flash drive device. Let's say. Let's say they got uh, just MP3 players. You can probably get an MP3 player for a hundred bucks. Sure. Something. Presuming. Yeah. Presuming, especially if you're buying a bulk buy discount or something like that. But um, you know, if there's a hundred thousand kids, that's ten million dollars. Yeah. That's a lot of jack. Sure it is, and and really, and it's not their money, and that's the problem. All the money that goes to to schools comes out of property taxes. Generally, sometimes um, states use lotteries and uh, you know parts of the uh, general fund and and that kind of thing. But what this the the people of Michigan they're they're going to have to foot this bill and it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, and if already, Michigan does it, what other states are going to do it? Already, government has a a huge problem educating kids. I mean, already governments can't really get the job done very well. They do it very expensively, and the results are kind of crap. Um, now, this isn't going to make it any better. This isn't going to make government any better at educating kids. This is going to give them a gadget to, to carry around. And since the kids themselves wouldn't have actually purchased them, then they're not going to have as much respect for them. I mean, it's hard right. to get kids to respect electronic devices in the first place, depending on how young they are. Uh, I, it doesn't say what, what age the students are. They're talking about every kid it did, it did in Michigan. Say that, yeah. So, I mean, this presumably will be third graders will have uh, their own iPods, and, you know, they're just not going to respect it the same way. So what happens when they break their iPod? Are you just going to give them another one? I would imagine that's the case. Uh, they're going to get them dirty. They're going to spill things on them. They're, they're just not going to care. And, again, the, the amount of curriculum that could involve an iPod or involve an MP3 player seems to be a little bit limited to me. You know, it baffles me how much we spend on uh, public schools as it is. Usually it's somewhere in the neighborhood of double what a good private school is in town. Mm-hmm. Um, usually that, um, if you would ask parents in, in that given town, would they rather send their kid to public school or that particular private school that, uh, you know, that is half the cost, they'll say that private school. Why? Because it's a better education. They'd rather have their kid educated at a place that spends less money per student, that costs less money per student, than at the public school. Because public schools are just rotten. I mean, it's a good place to send your kid to get, uh, you know, teach them how to cuss and knife fight. But uh, other than, you know, as, as far as a real education goes, private schools are better. And for some reason, we think that we can spend our way out of this. And you can't. Because it's a bureaucracy. And you can't make – bureaucrats are not incentivized the same way that uh, private sector businesses are. And public – government schools are just not going to be as good as private yep, sector schools. It's true. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. I'm just trying to imagine in my mind what the uh, the different curriculum could be here. I mean, presumably the teachers could record a, an MP3 and put it on the iPods. That's the idea. But – I remember what my attitude was like when I was in government school, and when I was when the school day was done, I resented any sort of homework that I was sent sent home with. I did not want to do the homework, and homework is is bad enough, and that's time consuming as is. But to actually have to continue listening to the the same teacher that I sat in the class for 50 minutes earlier in the day, if I have to listen to her lecture for another another half an hour, I'm not going to want to do that. And you know, you'd, you'd mentioned uh, iPods getting lost or broken. Sure. What about pawned? That could happen. You could Seems just go likely. Pawn, go pawn it and say you lost it. Yeah. 
oops, fell out of the car window suddenly or uh, dropped it off the side of a boat. Suddenly the kid has another oh, thirty, forty, fifty dollars in their pocket, and mm-hmm. uh, they just go get another one at school. That's an excellent point, and there's nothing Ridiculous. to prevent that from happening. Again, the kids won't have an incentive to take care of them. If you're somebody who thinks this is a good idea, I want to hear from you at 800-259-9231. I'm trying to imagine, you know, well, are there private schools that would engage in behavior like this? Private schools that would give every single one of their students But private schools don't give anything. They sell things. They sell right. an education, so therefore they would sell to the parents of the student an iPod. Right. Look, we're making available to our students additional lectures available on MP3, and we think that uh, you know it would be good of you to get the, an MP3 player so that they can listen to them. Otherwise, they'll have to listen at home on their computer, um, what be it a family computer or their personal computer. And right, you know, if you lose doing. it, if you lose it or you break it, then you've got to buy another one. It's yours. I, I can't. I went to a private school. I can't imagine for a second they would have ever handed out iPods. They might have sold them um, to parents that didn't wish to go to the store and buy them. But you know, in, in most places, you can just go around the corner and well, uh, old, pick up an MP3 player. At my old school, they're now doing the laptops for every kid. This is before I uh, I left, and then they implemented this program a few years later, from what I understand. And they loan the kids a laptop for the year. Well, like and they're, they're expected, textbooks. They're expected to uh, to give them back, and they try to put on software that pre- prevents them from putting other things on the laptops, which, of course, are circumvented by sure. the kids that know how to circumvent them. And, and, then, and then those kids um, teach the other kids how to circumvent. Right, and you can't do that with, with an MP3 player. There's no software that can restrict the content of your MP3 player, so inevitably you're just going to have kids using the MP3 players to play their favorite music and s- soundtracks and... And maybe Free Talk Live if this goes through. It could backfire on them in that way. More on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. The cold medicine bust coming up. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition of the show. And you can take control of the airwaves toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Archives galore, an entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website. Most other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for access to any archives at all. We give away an entire year right there, front page. Go download them for free at freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Pork Fest, is June 18th through the 24th at Pork Fest. You'll be able to talk with New Hampshire natives and those who've made the move, tour New Hampshire on special Free State Project bus tours, or on your own, and hear and discuss the progress in the future of the Free State Project. So register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Well, if you, uh, as you may be aware, and you certainly are aware if you've uh, been listening to Free Talk Live for a little while, the federal government, I think it was early last year, oh, correction, 2005. Uh, in 2005, they, they passed what was called the Combat Meth Epidemic Act, or the CMEA. And essentially what this did was it took the some of the state laws that have been popping up around the country that essentially said that if you go to purchase Sudafed or any other product with pseudoephedrine in it, that you have to fill out some sort of state paperwork. You have to show your uh, your driver's license, your identification. You have to uh, give them your name and your address and all that information, and then they'll allow you to purchase the Sudafed. Now, in case you don't know, Sudafed's a uh, sinus medicine. Right. It's uh, for those who have sinus troubles. Uh, I guess, does it help with colds? I don't know about that. Well, I mean, it, 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 part of uh, a cold is sinus problems, so yeah. Right. So It's cold medicine. 
Yeah, and so they essentially what they did was they locked the uh, sinus medicine, the Sudafed and the other brands, behind the pharmacy counter. You can't go and purchase these things now. And that's what was happening in different states. So the federal government just took this ball and they ran with it and they said, okay, well, we want this nationwide. So now it's nationwide as a result of the Combat Meth Epidemic Act. And now the very first victim has been busted. And I, I say I use the term victim for a reason here. I mean, this is a real war on drugs. When you're talking about arresting people for Sudafed, this is nuts. This is crazy talk. An Ontario, New York man last Friday won the dubious distinction of being the first person arrested under the 2005 Combat Meth Epidemic Act. This according to StopTheDrugWar.org, according to a DEA press release. They're so proud of it, Mark, they put out a press release. Great. William Faust was arrested for purchasing cold tablets containing more than 9 grams of pseudoephedrine within a one-month period. Under the Combat Meth Act, passed with little scrutiny when it was attached to a bill renewing provisions of the Patriot Act, chemicals widely used as cold remedies or other non-prescription medicines that can also be used in home meth manufacture, such as ephedrine, pseudoephedrine, and phenylpropanolamine, are now scheduled listed chemical products. Products containing these chemicals are now kept behind the counter. In order to purchase them, one must show identification and sign a logbook at pharmacies. The DEA and the state and local law enforcement monitor these logbooks to see if anyone is buying amounts over the limit. DEA Western New York Special Agent in Charge bureaucrat said this is a first for the DEA. DEA's focus is to dismantle clandestine methamphetamine labs and trafficking organizations and also to monitor the products that are illegally used to produce methamphetamine. So the guy, was the guy producing methamphetamine? You'll find out. Take a guess, though. What do you think? I think no. I think he and his uh, his son uh, or daughter, he and his one of his children, has um, allergies. And therefore, he has to buy double the amount. The DEA is committed to keeping our communities safe from the dangers of methamphetamine production and abuse. Today's arrest is a warning to those who violate the Combat Methamphetamine Epidemic Act. It's not a warning to drug dealers. No. It's not a warning to meth manufacturers. Right. Because Just anybody who's break serious... break our Sudafed law and right. you're going to jail. As we've pointed out, anybody who's serious about making methamphetamine isn't buying Sudafed and melting it down. No, it's I, just it's just an inefficient way to go about it. Yeah, it would it'd be, take a lot of time. They're getting their stuff from Mexico. Faust is alleged to have purchased more than 400 bronchade tablets containing more than uh, 29 grams of ephedrine during the month of January, more than three times 400 pills? the legal limit mm-hmm, hmm. at one pharmacy, and to have purchased a like amount at two others. It was a call from the first pharmacist to the DEA's Buffalo office that set the wheels in motion. They visited Faust at his home on February 13th. According to a police affidavit, Faust said he was unaware of the law. Uh, ignorance of the law is no excuse, Mr. Faust. You're going to jail. Well, you know what? How could somebody be aware of this law? I mean, I understand that they're behind the counter and everything like that, and he may have understood that he had to sign something in order to uh, to purchase these things but he may not have really understood why or, or how have, many that you're allowed to get that, that there right. was a that there was a top to the number he might not have known the consequences either but nonetheless they uh, they did search his home and he was not selling the pills to meth cooks he was using uh, the pills himself that of course wasn't good enough for the DEA and the federal prosecutors the charges remain he faces a May 1st court date See, it doesn't matter if he was actually making methamphetamine. Right, they don't want to know about that. They don't care. That's, that's not a factor in the case. The factor is, he violated the law, and the law says you can't buy more than X amount of uh, pseudoephedrine-containing c- uh, products in 30 days. 
Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear from someone who wants to throw the book at this man, who's someone who supports these insane drug war laws that we're talking about here, specifically and, the meth, uh, the, these meth laws. And, you know, this is the thing about the drug war, though. We're, gonna, we're constantly going to lose because of the, the, the money that's behind this. There's just too much easy money involved in um, drugs. So the whole idea of cracking down in this manner is only going to crack down on the American people. Here's a guy who is buying Sudafed to treat his allergies. That's it. I mean, who knows? Maybe there was a sale on, and he just decided to go out and buy some extra, stock up. You never know. I want to hear from someone that supports this. 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net till free line. We're going to the phones. You can bring up anything. It's John in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, John. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, I wanted to give the listeners some good news from New Hampshire. Uh, the union leader reports on Friday, big headline, Federal Driver's License Program Gets the Boot. The House ah. uh, voted... 268 to 8 to send the Senate bill, to send the bill to the Senate. Governor Lynch has said that he'll sign it if it reaches his desk. And uh, band supporters said New Hampshire needs to clear, send a clear statement that the federal government has strayed too far. That's uh, fantastic news. We, we get a second bite at the apple here. This, this, uh, this uh, legislature, the House, which is very close to the people, overwhelmingly passed this last year. And the Senate crushed it. So it's going um, back again to the Senate this time, and right. hopefully... Overwhelmingly passed again by the people, by, by, the, by the body closest to the people. We have 400 representatives Right. There. Wasn't this more overwhelming this time around? Wasn't it closer last time than it was this time? I don't know the numbers at all from last year. I, I, do, I do recall that they referred to it as overwhelming last year. This is 268 to 8. That's so pretty significant. I mean. um, I'm a little bit concerned about our Senate. I wonder about this. I know that uh, the Republicans get a lot of credit for being uh, the small government party. I think there are a lot of rhetoric in that. Well, um, last year we know what happened was... Last year, we know that the uh, the people from Washington D.C., the big senators, came down and they lobbied the state senators. Uh, yeah, to try to get them. And thank you for the call, John. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. They really uh, pushed them hard to uh, to keep Real ID coming to New Hampshire. We'll talk, I guess, a little bit more about what Real ID is in case you haven't heard about this. It's a it's a national ID card. You know, your papers, please, here in America. Get ready for it, because it might be coming to your state soon. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up whatever you want, toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll free line for you. Ian here with you. And Mark. That's 1-800-259-9231. This is the live Saturday edition, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where we have the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens and dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove that they listen to the show. See what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That is shrine.freetalklive.com. What happened to the Republicans? They were spending like drunken Democrats, says Michael Tanner in his new book, Leviathan on the Right, How Big Government Conservatism Brought Down the Republican Revolution. 
It's laissez-faire books, March, Lysander Spooner Award winner. Get Leviathan on the Right and other books and videos on liberty at lfb.com. That's laissez-faire books, lfb.com. 800-259-9231. We just got a call in from John in New Hampshire letting us know that the New Hampshire State House has voted overwhelmingly to reject the Real ID Act. Now, now um, New Hampshire's not the first state to uh, no, reject Maine, it. No, Maine, I believe, was the first state. Maine was the first state. Um, and I believe a few others have done so also. I don't know if anything's officially been done. There have been threatening. states that have, that have complained about it. And the reason why, and we'll just recap here, in 2005, the Real ID Act, as it was called, was passed to the federal government. And essentially what it does is it creates a nationalized identification system. It doesn't... What they do is they set a, uh, a, a set of rules. A standard. Yeah, at the federal government level, the Department of Homeland Security head is in charge of just picking these rules. It can right. be completely arbitrary. It's up to him. It is completely arbit- arbitrary. Excuse me. And so he decides, well, okay, I want to have Social Security number on here. I want to have fingerprints on here. I want to have home address. You know, just down the list of the different elements that he wants included in this ID. Could have a fingerprint. Could have a retina scan. Could, could have, have that a too. blood sample. DNA. Could, d- anything. Print, sure. Um, it, they haven't gone that far quite yet. No, but it's, it's but possible. the point is, the federal government will be setting the requirements for your local state driver's license. The only thing that will change, uh, or the only thing that will be different between the states, is just the name of the state on the license. That's it. Um, and so they passed this Real ID Act, and they made it mandatory on all of the 50 states. But what they did was, they said, this is mandatory but you've got to figure out a way to make it happen. Right. We're not sending any federal money, any federal taxpayer dollars along with this mandate. And so a lot of state bureaucrats got very upset about it. It's not that they were upset because they're concerned over having a national ID card, which concerns privacy advocates and libertarians and people that care about freedom. That wasn't their concern. The bureaucrats' concern was, this is an unfunded mandate, and we don't want to do things unless you send us millions of uh, taxpayer dollars. So so in this instance, the freedom advocates happen to have the state bureaucrats on their side. Right. And so the state of Maine, that's where Maine was coming from when Maine rejected the Real ID program, as I understand it. The state of New Hampshire is sort of coming from a more, well, this is a, a lousy idea. New Hampshire kind of, you know, the live free or die state. We still are holding on to some of that whole live free thing at this point. And so there have been, a very, there have been very successful lobbying efforts by freedom-oriented people, privacy advocates here in the state, to essentially tell the representatives in New Hampshire to tell the federal government to go flip off. Because that's what I would that's what I'd like to see happen. And apparently that's what is happening with only eight people in the New Hampshire state legislature voting against this, uh, voting, uh, voting against I, I implementing it, real ID. I think it's important to know that, um, you know, with the state DOTs and, and that kind of thing, um, they're they sell your information. Employees steal the information. I'm mm-hmm. not saying all the employees do, but there have certainly been plenty of news stories from plenty of different states where employees have stolen you know, huge amounts of information and um, sold it off to disreputable folks or, uh, you know, people that want to uh, call you at at home and uh, sell you things or, you know, just whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we need another level to this bureaucracy where it can be hacked into again. The federal government has been responsible for losing all kinds of people's personal information. And in this day and age where identity theft is rampant, 
Um, I don't I don't want that. I don't want them having that information. But do you? I want to hear from you at 800-259-9231. Do you think that uh, do you think that we should have a national ID card? If so, please defend the idea. I'd love do to You think they'll you. even do a good job with it because I haven't seen the federal government. What do you I mean by good job? Well, I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen the federal government claiming, do a good job with anything. They're claiming that a, having a national ID card will make it so terrorists will have a more difficult time getting into the country. Why? There's, I don't know if there's really an explanation behind that. It's just their claim. Because it, they think it's going to be harder to crack, which, of course, it won't be. Which the hackers it, will have it done in let's say a that's matter true. of days. Let's say it's so. Like, it'll make it a little harder for them. Well, once they do crack it and um, counterfeit it, which they, they counterfeit money out mm-hmm. there. Hey, they can counterfeit anything. Once they do counterfeit it, um, then they'll have that much more access and people will be that much more comfortable with people with fake IDs. I mean, just because you make it a little more difficult doesn't mean people aren't going to get around it. Yeah. You can already go to the, from what I understand, go to the flea market and just buy fake identification um, from the right folks. If you know where to go, you can absolutely have fake IDs. And if you're an international terrorist organization, I don't think you're going to have any trouble. So really, it's not going to do anything to stop the bad guys. But what it will do is inconvenience every American because you're going to have to go eventually and get this new uh, national identification card, and they may require that you carry it in certain places where you didn't used to have to carry mm-hmm. it. Uh, you know, for instance, if especially if another terrorist attack happens, then who knows? They might have random roadblocks where you'll have to show your national ID card, or else you aren't going to work that particular day. Uh, you know, th- this is all possible. Anyway, the good news is New Hampshire is looking like it might be one of the few states to actually reject this. Now, remember, uh, if in case you haven't heard, the federal government has threatened the state governments as well. Not only did they pass this law and say you must follow it, but they've also said that if you don't follow it, if you state governments don't follow this law, then your state citizens will not no longer be allowed to enter any federal property. You will no longer be allowed to fly at airports in America. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to make it very scary for them to... They want the states to go along with this. I think that they're bluffing, personally. I, I, they have to be bluffing. Because How are they going to keep people out of, um, you know, from leaving their state? How are they going to keep people from go- Well, they didn't say they keep you from leaving the state. How are they going to keep you from coming onto federal property? Um, how are they going to keep They'd you from... They'd have to ID everybody at the front door. It doesn't make any sense. Which they could do. I mean, they could do that if they wanted to. And yet, as far as I'm concerned... Are you telling me that you're going to require me to pay federal income tax, but you're not going to let me come on federal property to do business that that's I have to do with the, the federal government? Yeah, yeah, that's sort of the way it I sounds. I don't think so, because I think I'll just stop paying your income tax then. I think that's what should happen. I think that if they actually do follow through with their threats, and I don't expect that they would, but if they do follow through with it, that would be a wonderful day for freedom in America. Because the states that had the courage to just say no to the federal government would then, you know, then their federal, then all the federal offices, no one would be able to go in there. I guess that would include all of the uh, federal employees who are residents of the state, right? I guess. So if you're, <laughs> you're essentially, I mean, the federal, it's like almost like a little bit of a mini secession in a way. It's strange. Yeah. Well, the, well, that's just one more point of evidence to say that it's absurd to believe that they're going to restrict the citizens of that state from going into federal offices because well, then they'd have to restrict their own employees. I think they probably would exempt their empl- they figure out a way to exempt their employees, but 
still. It's but then how strange. do you go and ask questions from the IRS? How do you go and get forms from the IRS? How do you go and get, uh, you know, go to the Social Security office to file whatever paperwork you need to file? How do you do all that stuff? You can't I, do it anymore. I don't know. So essentially, um, you are out of the system at that point. Which is why, again, they won't actually follow through with their threats. No. And so that way, and, and that's all the more reason that people that are in st- involved in state governments need to reject this. Because we don't need a national ID card. We already have identification. It all, it's been working fine for decades. Uh, we don't really need to, to change that. We don't need to centralize things. We don't need to put the feds in charge of what's on your state, uh, your state ID. The thing about um, you know, protecting us from terrorists, these, these uh, amorphous, um, black-hearted terrorists that are out there um, scheming and, and wishing to have our souls, is you know, all the guys from 9-11 had all their paperwork. They were completely legal. This isn't going to stop anything. No, it's an, and it's typical with the federal government. It doesn't actually stop anything, but what it does do is inconvenience us and increase the size and the power and the control of the federal government. Do you want that? 800-259-9231. Are you for National ID? This is your show. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. It is a live Saturday edition, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com, the place to go. We do ask that you voluntarily support the show. Again, all the website features are totally free, so above and beyond all that, we'd ask that you go and shop with us at store.freetalklive.com. As you know, uh, last week we launched some brand new items at our store, including the very hot Free Talk Live multi-gadget, 2-gigabyte flash drive, MP3 player, and uh, FM tuner, and voice recorder, all in one, for less than 70 bucks. That's a good deal. I think it's actually less than than 60 bucks, as a matter of fact. You can go there and, pre- and pre-order that. Uh, the Free Marketeer t-shirt, the new Ladies Free Talk Live t-shirt. Uh, also, the lighter uh, lighter bottle opener combo on a, a little lanyard thing, which is cool. Not, I guess lanyard's not the right word, but retractable uh, holder thing. Very, very cool stuff. All there at store.freetalklive.com. All at freetalklive.com. A store, in fact, dot freetalklive.com. All right, so let's go to the phones to the fun. It's Eric in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Eric. Hey, guys. How's it going this evening? Good. What's on your mind? Um, well, uh, it seems like more and more uh, we hear people like Al Gore and, and uh, his, his ilk uh, moaning uh, about uh, global warming. Okay. And uh, it is uh, middle of April. And I'm in uh, central Texas, and it should be about 70 or 80 degrees. And I'm staring at a snowstorm that'll be hitting me in about 30 minutes. Well, in defense of global warming, um, global warming apparently is uh, misnamed, and they're trying to call it global climate change now. (laughs) Um, The idea of global warming is somehow um, it's going to be both colder and warmer. Um, But it's it's certainly no consensus among scientists. And what are we going to do about it? Even if even if it does happen, what's I mean? You Stop know, driving. You know, it's not even the driving though. It's um, stop it, breathing. Methane is is a far bigger. Stop farting. Right, right. Stop <laughs> doing all those things. I mean, really, what you have to do to make um to 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 handle global warming is to kill all the humans. And yeah. if global warming is a problem, then it will kill all the humans. So why do we care? Problem solved. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing that amazes me is is every time something happens to disprove their theory, they just keep trying to spin it. They never want to face reality. Mm. 
Uh, I mean, there's been so many articles that I've seen recently of, of, of top scientists saying, what global warming? It's, it's, it might be warming, but it's certainly not man-made. There's a big ball of fire in the sky that's uh, about 90% of the reason why the Earth is warming. Yeah, I mean, the sun's a huge factor. Uh, there's also... Uh, Apparently, Mars is getting a little warmer, too. Do you think we had anything to do with that? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe all those secret missions we sent there in the 60s. I don't know. Perhaps. Yeah, I think it's uh, – I've always sort of thought the idea was, was pretty absurd, and it's, it seems to me like, I mean, man are the equivalent of ants as far as the earth is concerned. I mean, we're very, very small, very insignificant. And it, it does seem like they try to place a much higher significance on the, uh, uh, I guess, impact of humans or, or the uh, – just a higher significance of man in general. Yeah. Like, like we're the end-all, be-all, and no, we're nothing. You, know, the, um, you see, the reason that they do that is because that way they can control us by making us stop doing whatever it is that we're doing to cause global warming. Well, just It's, it's just, a, it's just an idea of, of getting the UN in charge of things, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Well, and that's not going to help anybody. Simple science means just breathing. I mean, you exhale, uh, was it carbon dioxide? Carbon monoxide? Di di dioxide. Yeah, and, and so just... Six billion people on the Earth breathing would go to promote global warming. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense true. either because there's plenty of plants around that are just going to suck up that carbon dioxide and turn it back into oxygen. Right. <laughs> so, you know, there's this nice little ecosystem that we have here and that, that's worked for billions and billions of years. The suggestion that now all of a sudden that within the last... A uh, hundred years, we've had cars and combustion engines and that sort of thing come about, and then within that sh that short of a time frame, the Earth has drastically changed as a result. It mm -hmm. seems pretty absurd, especially when you look at the history of climate change on the Earth. Climate, the climate has changed. It's a fact. Right. The medieval it, warm period. Uh, the I mean, it was the it was ice warm, age. Yeah. It was warmer during the uh, ancient Greek times too than it is now. Mm -hmm. right. So it, it's ridiculous. There's there's just evidence upon evidence to suggest that. Hey, guess what? The Earth's climate changes, and so we, as the inhabitants of the Earth, just simply need to deal with that instead of trying to um, trying to actually influence it by stopping our way of life, by halting the creation of wealth. Because essentially, that's one of the things that that these environmentalists would like to see. They'd like to see people, you know, basically stop driving cars and start living in caves again. And you know, that's not going to happen. That's what the environmentalists want. Yeah. But um, they they're using the UN to get it, and the UN doesn't really care whether we drive cars or anything. Thing like that, they just want to be the world government. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but I never voted for um, Kofi Annan or Boutros Boutros Ghali or yeah. any of these guys from the UN. Well, and I, I, I don't think we need that form of government. I saw a, a hilarious report this week. Uh, now I'm no fan of Bush, but uh, they compared Al Gore's house to Bush's house, and Al Gore's house just uh, wastes so much electricity and. and uh, puts out so much more uh, harmful uh, emissions than Bush's house, not the White House, but his, his ranch in Crawford. And um, and I suppose that uh, I, I, my understanding is that Al has uh, purchased a bunch of trees to offset his uh, his house's uh, extravagance. You know, I, the article didn't say, but it, it I don't was know. Just it's like, ridiculous. It, it was something along the lines that his house uses forty five times the amount. Of energy, uh, uh, electricity, and and natural gas mm. that the normal average American household uses 
in a year. Well, these are our leaders. They they should they uh, should have no, better these things. These aren't my leaders. You know, just like in the Soviet Union when the uh, when when the Politburo got to ride around in uh, big limousines, but everybody else stood in bread lines. That's what they're looking for. Yeah. Eric, any Eric, any other thoughts for us? No, guys. Uh, congratulations on the real ID vote there. By the thanks. way, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You know, one of the things that I mean, if it's really even true that all this behavior uh, on the part of human beings is contributing to uh, climate disruption, then one of the things that we've got going in our favor is economics, and that is that, for instance, I don't turn lights on all over my house because. It's going to cost me a lot of money. Right. You don't have every light burning in your house at all uh, all the time. Right. I don't run faucets 24 hours a day because Even though it it's would expensive. Be con- right. It would be more convenient to have lights on all the time around the house. That way you don't have to actually flip on a switch when you walk into a room. The light's just there. Mm. And it would be convenient not to have to uh, turn the no- knob on your uh, faucet because you know, the water was already flowing. Right. Wouldn't that be nice? It you wouldn't have to worry about just water pipes, flowing all the time. My pipes wouldn't burst or anything like that during the winter right. if I did that. It's convenient. Uh, but you you know what? I'm willing to uh, I'm willing to take the risk uh, and and not have that convenience because I'd rather not pay the price as most Americans I don't think would. People like Al Gore and George Bush, on the other hand, they've got plenty of money and so they just don't care about those sorts of things. But once again, I don't care if they want to if they want to run their faucets 24 hours a day or if they want to run the electricity bill sky high. That's their business, and I I don't personally believe that it's having any effect on on the earth. And even if it is, what about it? You know, okay, so the Earth gets warmer. Okay, so what? Well, but um, I think we it, it's possible, but it, I think we've proven, or at least talked about, um, the, that the Earth gets warmer and colder on its own. Right. And there's but not so much we can do does? about it. I mean, I mean, yeah, what can you do about it besides going back to caves? And also, why care? If it's getting warmer, then that just means that more plants will grow in uh, areas where they didn't grow before. If it gets colder, then you just have to bundle up a little bit more. Deal with it. Yep. Let's go to Bo in Arizona. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Bo. Hi. It's hey. great to be here. Um, it's on your mind. I just, I just wanted to comment. I just uh, saw Al Gore this Monday, actually. How unfortunate. <laughs> I know, and uh, it seems to me that he's just uh, being, um, you know, uh, what's the word, hmm. fear-mongering and uh, causing uh, people to get over-emotional and... Uh, I only went to ask one question, and I just wanted to get his response on uh, why he doesn't think it's from sun activity. Did you get a and, chance to uh, ask it? I Well, they have the system set up to where you have to write down the question so they can, <laughs> you know, look at them first. But no, Interesting. They didn't take my question. Mm, but, I suspect uh, they didn't. Yeah, he got a few questions, you know, ask kissers, telling him, what can we do to help you take over our country? Right, that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, it, the people that the people that are very concerned with the environmentalist sorts, they would love to see Al Gore in charge because then they know that uh, you know the whole socialist agenda would be pushed forward, and that's what they're hoping for. Yep, I think it's pretty presumptuous. And both thanks for the call. I think it's pretty presumptuous on their part to suggest that uh, if they were to just make a few changes here and there. Maybe a whole bunch of changes. If they were to be able to get all their changes implemented, that all of a sudden Mother Earth will go back to the way it was and everything will be just wonderful again. But the whole idea that the Earth is a static place, that everything's exactly the same, that nothing goes extinct. That's absurd. It is absurd. I mean, things were extinct long before humans came around. Right. And um, the, the, the Earth has fluctuated in its climatic changes all along. Well, I mean, an asteroid could come it? and hit us, to, you know, in a few weeks. It, you never know what's going to happen. 
800-259-9231 is a toll-free number. Hour two is on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. Bring up whatever you want. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festivals, better known as Porkfest, and it's June 18th through the 24th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to socialize with hundreds of fellow activists and lovers of liberty. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. To the phones, to the fun, Ellen in Oklahoma City. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Well, hello. Hi, Ellen. Hey. What's on your mind? I was, um, I, was, I was just a little bit amused by one of your callers talking about global warming uh, a little bit earlier. And and let me tell you what, I think we really need, you know, we need to stop reinforcing ignorance. What do you mean by I that? I mean, among ourselves, even. Can you explain? You know, I mean, what Al Gore uses in his uh, energy has absolutely nothing to do with the facts of the case. And you need to know what a consensus is. The consensus is, with the scientists and the meteorologists and all that stuff, is that it's warming. Okay. Now, what, what do you I'd propose like to, to know, do about I mean, it? Maybe you guys know, is, um, you know, how, what is the... Uh, participation. What, are the, what is the emission by the volcanoes? Uh, what is the warming on Mars, as they say that it has? And is it warming on Venus as well? You know, I mean, uh, I, these are the kind Who of cares? facts I'd like to have somebody. But I want to know they, why you care. I mean, so what if it's getting warmer? Okay, yes, everything. Well, everyone agrees that it's getting warmer. Like That's one true. Degree. Yeah. Well, I mean, I say, uh, I, you know, I mean, I, it's, 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 I care because, and quite frankly, I'm a gardener. Okay. And I see things happening. Like, like what? Like are disappearing and, and things like that, which means I don't get the seeds for my propagation and my genetic experiments. And I see that even spiders are disappearing that are important for catching certain types of pests. I mean, Do I you think the spiders have disappeared because of a one-degree Fahrenheit change in our weather so no, far? No, I don't. I think that it's something else. I, I'm much more concerned about What do you think pollution. it is? What is it, yeah. I think it's a pollution. No, but I think that there's pollution? a huge... Pollution? Pollution? Pollution in Oklahoma City? Something's going on with the atmosphere. But also, I mean, say, but there is a, there's a noticeable thing. For instance, the tulips bloomed before the iris this year. I mean, there's <laughs> things going on, whether that's warming or whatever it is. Well, uh, but I say, I, I, you know, I'd like us to get serious about it, because yeah. I think there are things out of whack. Well, I, I, the us get serious you're talking about is more than six billion people. You can't get us serious about anything. Even if you well, put every restriction in the world on the United States of America, you, you, you put us all back into caves where um, we would, you know, be burning campfires, one would assume. I don't know how the good that is for the um, uh, for the atmosphere, but even if you took everybody in the United States and you know restricted everything, the rest of the world's still going to do whatever the heck they want. And I don't care about any Kyoto Accords. I mean, these people well, in these yeah, emerging yeah. countries want to have the life that we have, and they're not going to stop because there's some kind of pollution rule in place. Well, um, we're not going to stop either. We're going to buy our homes. The the I don't say that, but I'll tell you what. You know, ignorance. Is a very dangerous thing. What do you propose to do? Well, you've got a bunch of I cliches. Think plans are a very dangerous thing. Well, you've got a lot of cliches, Ellen. But thing. you've got a lot of cliches on your side. But what do you want to do about all this? I want information for me personally. I mean, I want information. Go read some books then. 
Well, as I say, I've got some. But what, what do you? I mean, but is, where is this all going? I mean, so you go. Okay, let's say you go and get a bunch look, of information. Man, you don't care. I mean, say I, I know you don't care. You're right. I don't. And and uh, you know, no, I think most of the people don't care, and so consequently, I understand. That's why we've got the politics that we've got. That's why we got a lot of stuff. A lot of people just don't care, and they're not informed. What I was asking for is I, I, I don't, I, I don't enjoy reinforcing ignorance. You know. Uh, that, that's what I'm saying. Tut tut. Uh, you know, I like I like some facts, and I mean, you know, I don't want BS, and I don't want, uh, you know, non-logical, Jesuitical style arguments and stuff like that. Partisan. I, I don't like Rush Lim- Limbaugh. Uh, I don't like him either. Now, later, well, now, I'm going to say, but I'm, I'm going to say, as a, a former professor, well, retired okay. professor, uh, I would say, you know, that you uh-huh. can. I'm going to say, I say ignorance. You, you tell people what is the right thing to do and what is the beautiful thing to do. What is and the beautiful thing to do? I think you'll find out that the people around this world, probably all six billion of them, love this place better than they do anything else. Well, I would say that's they a fair statement. We like place. living in uh, on Earth because right. we don't know uh, anything else. But really, well, um, you've yeah. done a lot of reading. You're a former professor. What do you want to change? Can this even can I mean if you if you're admitting that most people aren't going to change and that there's no chance that anything's going to change then why are you really even bothering jumping through all these hoops why bother uh, getting all the information I mean so you can die informed I mean what's heck no I use it in the stock market that's <laughs> how I make investments I know things uh, six months to ten years before other people do and I buy stocks. Well, I hope it's working for you. It works, I'll tell you. The information Excellent. is good. Good for you, Ellen. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. She just sounded like she had a finger hanging out of her mouth. <laughs> well, she was, she's, she's got a, a mainline accent. What's the wrong with that? Like Thurston <laughs> Howell III. That's exactly what I was thinking. I wish I had an accent like that. You, you, yeah. you have to talk through your teeth clenched. I would, I would do anything you, you to be able to, to be legitimately a... talk like that. I swear to God, I love it. You, you have to be a professor, Mark, and uh, either a professor or a very, very wealthy man. <laughs> no. and... You say what you want. That mainline accent is cool. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two. You with your deep resonant tones and everything. You've got nothing for the mainline accent. <laughs> nothing, sir. I tell you, <laughs> you ignorant. Can we have some coffee over baboon? here? <laughs> All right. So there you go. Global warming. What are you going to do about it? Huh? There's nothing. I, I just. I don't know what you can you do can't about do it. Do anything. You know what's going to happen? I mean, even if they do pass all these rules and regulations and restrictions. The Earth's going to keep getting warmer, if right. that's the trend, and then they're going to say, we need to crack down even further. And right. then we're going to be... And then we're all going to be on bicycles, yeah. like they are in Beijing, um, ching, ching, going around the uh, neighborhood. Nobody's going to be able to uh, commute 50 miles to work anymore. You're going to all have to live in uh, big clustered areas like uh, cities, and then they're going to complain about the smog. It's so pie in the sky. I mean, the things that you're even talking about are so far down the road, so impossible to get people to actually do, to actually implement these changes. It's, it's total pie in the sky and complete fantasy. It's fantasy on the part of these people that believe they have the solution, that believe they understand all the intricacies of this world that we live in, that, that uh, these little people, these little ants, they, that they understand all of the, uh, the different things that are interacting in the climate, in the atmosphere, and you know behind the scenes in science, and all the chemicals, all interacting, the weather. I mean, we don't even understand how to predict the weather more than uh, an hour out from where it currently is. It, you know, they can give you an extended forecast of 10 days, but you know, they're, they're it hit changes or miss. drastically. They're hit or miss. Yeah. Uh, 
it's just amazing that people can it, the hubris I think of of somebody that says that they understand the earth that they know what the earth needs. Come on, can can anybody really well, I, claim that the they, earth is going to be get fine it? in all this? I, that's what everybody is always worried about: is the earth. Mother Earth is going to be destroyed. Yeah. No, humans are not going to destroy the earth. They may destroy the humans on the earth. But right. The earth is going to be fine. It has been fine through several um, iterations of life on um, on. You know, the planet, and it will be fine after we are gone. That's correct. I'm not too concerned. Are you? 800-259-9231. Well, the irises did bloom before the tulips this year. <laughs> the spiders! <laughs> if they're gone! It might be pollution. I don't know. Like, I don't pollution. know. Where the, I, I don't know. All right. 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll free line for you. Real quick story from Wisconsin. And normal reporting on this, a former Clark County District Attorney is facing three drug-related charges following an investigation that started with a traffic stop in Illinois. Gene Radcliffe, who's 55, was charged of Clark, uh, Clark in the district court with felony manufacturer and delivery of marijuana and two misdemeanors, possession of marijuana and possession of drug paraphernalia. Uh, the attorney was uh, declining comment. He was elected into the district attorney back in 1977, so he's been DA for quite a while. Now he's just another prisoner. The district attorney, uh, another district attorney, is serving a special prosecutor. They set a hearing set, and they'll proceed. Uh, I guess he's going to a mental hospital for some reason. They also found uh, apparently a gun, marijuana, and drug paraphernalia, as well as hydroponic supplies in his car. So he's a busy little bee there. I guess he's, he's got a home horticultural uh, hobby going on. I doubt he was growing tomatoes. No, I, it's I doubt possible, it too. but uh, but doubtful. So there you go. Just another example of. Someone who's on the inside of the government that is just another drug user. Well, as a DA, I wonder how many people he put in jail for, um, you know, smoking marijuana. Or That's an excellent it. question. 800-259-9231. Coming up, we're going back to 1942, World War II times, and the rounding up of Japanese Americans. Turns out, the census is what helped out all of that. We'll explain. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free, including the bulletin board system. Over 200,000 posts, way too over 1,300 people interacting. A lot of fun, serious issues, fun stuff you'll find it all discussed, and it's free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 1-800-544-6359. That's 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. Still to come, the story about how uh, the Census Bureau helped round up Japanese Americans during World War II times. Just a despicable story. We'll get to that here, but your calls are primary. So let's go to the amplifier line and talk to Puke in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Puke. Good evening, guys. Good evening, sir. What's on your mind? Oh, I want to make some comments about this whole global warming thing. Um, This was probably about a month ago I watched on uh, Google Video a uh, documentary that was on the BBC called The Great Global Warming Swindle, which has unfortunately been pulled due to copyright. Um, But it was fantastic, and it explained how 
the earth has been uh, constantly, you know, changing, like you guys said. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not a static thing. You know, uh, recorded earth climate history has gone back like a whole whopping 400 years out of the, you know, billions that the earth has existed. Um, So we really have very little uh, reference as to what's going to happen. But in this documentary, they stated things like um, there was a mini ice age in the 17th century when the Thames in uh, London actually froze so solidly that uh, fairs were held on the ice, which, you know, doesn't happen nowadays. Hmm. There was a medieval warm period um, that was even balmier than today, and um, there was also a, a period in the Holocene Maximum, which was the warmest period on Earth in the last 10,000 years, which was far warmer than it is, than it is now. Um, How so, on earth did we ever survive it, Puke? Was it the, was it the was it the cows or was it the cars that caused that? <laughs> uh, well, uh, since cars have only been around since what nineteen twenties, thirties, certainly to any uh, accessibility for the normal man. Yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, uh, it's it's just it's just silly to think that humans have caused this problem. In the documentary, they stated uh, facts about how. When the industrial age started uh, right after World War One, the you know when there was like this huge surge of industrialism in the uh, in the like West Europe and America, when we were creating all kinds of pollution, the temperature actually dropped, and then later on it, it went up again, and then it's dropped, and you know it's constantly fluctuating. And they they talked about how there's so little CO2 actually in the atmosphere; it's less than one percent. I think it's point. Zero three or something percent right. is what carbon dioxide makes up in the atmosphere. They also stated that water vapor is the largest greenhouse gas, which you know makes sense. It retains heat, right? Makes sense. So maybe we should stop evaporation of water if <laughs> we want to stop global warming. You can't do that. You'd have uh, we to have stop to get, the sun. We have to get rid of large bodies of water quickly. Yeah, yeah and and the, they also stated facts about how the if you uh, studied the way that sunspots and uh, periods of solar activity and the records of the uh, climate change on Earth, how they coincided, that, you know, the sun would get hotter, the Earth would get hotter, mm-hmm. the sun would get cooler, and the same thing would happen to Earth. And there's there's been a study that's come out now about how Mars has been having a temperature increase that's the same as what's happening on Earth. Yep, yeah, and that so, was pointed out earlier. And the fact is, you know, there's, there's nothing we can do about the sun. There's nothing that can be done about the sun. If the sun wants to get warmer, it's going to get warmer. If it wants to get cooler, uh, we're going to get cooler. We can't throw a bomb into the sun and change things or anything like that. It just won't work. Exactly. Well, the scary part is I've I've read stories about how people want to create huge like solar shades to put out into space to create um, you know a shadow over the Earth so that it will cool back down. What an awful <laughs> idea! Yeah, it's madness that people think that. It's it's very arrogant that humans think that we have so much um, power over the universe. We're, we're so so infinitesimal in the universe. It's ridiculous yep. if you actually think about it. And it's just ignorance and hype that is is creating the situation. And to, and to think that, downside, that the world should stay static—that's what seems so silly to me. Obviously, it hasn't stayed static right. throughout uh, history. Why should it be static and unchanging now? It, well, it's that same mentality. But, it's like the same mentality as the people that. Uh, don't want immigrants coming into the country. The same mentality as the people that don't want their little towns to grow beyond a certain point. It's that, except exactly. with the environment. I want my environment the way it was ten years ago. Darn it. 
even though there's yeah. nothing you can do to, but, but to do that. Also, in the documentary, they talked about how when the when the Earth was warmer in the Middle Ages, there was a huge boom of prosperity in Europe because it was warmer. In England, they had you know great crops yields and stuff because of the the temperature rise. So, you know, actually, a, a warming period would be good. And another problem with this whole green mentality is places in the third world like Africa, where you know people like Americans are saying no, no, Africans and small countries that are developing an industrial, you know, complex or whatever. Don't do that because you're hurting the earth. Here, use a, a solar panel, which costs way more than anybody in America can afford, but we want, you know, these people that are starving in Africa to use them, and that, that we're, just, we're just stopping progress. Right. It's so sad to me to think wow. that, you know, human Keith, arrogance is just causing this. Thank you for the summary. We appreciate the call. 800-259-9231. I'd heard excellent things about that documentary he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Somebody sent me a link to it, and I just I just haven't had time to go and look at it myself. But it's supposed to be pretty good. Hey, you know, as far as getting on uh, online and watching long movies, I'm I'm not. It, it just doesn't fit into my schedule. I did watch uh, I did watch Grindhouse today. Speaking of long movies, mm. that was uh, three hours. It was the double feature, the Quentin Tarantino, uh, Robert Rodriguez double feature, essentially uh, thro- a throwback, basically, to the 1970s exploitation films. Mm-hmm. And I was entertained. Uh, Julia, my girlfriend, not so much. She thought it was awful. But I thought it was awful, too. But then again, that's what I was expecting. The purpose of the movies is to be awful, like an old 1970s exploitation movie would have been. Well, and so I enjoyed it. Did you, Do you recommend it then or not? If you if what you want to see is a 1970s exploitation movie throwback, I think you will enjoy it. If you enjoy uh, exploding body parts, if you enjoy a not you know action like crazy amounts of violence, <laughs> you'll enjoy it. Uh, there's not a lot of sex. There's some innuendo. There's uh, there are certainly plenty of gratuitous shots of body parts, but they're not nude. Um, so it's not not a lot of nudity in this particular film. Sorry, I missed it all. But. I think that there there are two. There's one movie. There's a zombie film which is called Planet Terror. That was the Robert Rodriguez film. And uh, then there's tw- uh, Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof, which comes after that with Kurt Russell. I love Kurt Russell. Enjoy his movies. He he is by the way a libertarian. And uh, so that was kind of fun. Uh, the zombie movie was more entertaining. It was more action packed. The Tarantino movie was more kind of typical Tarantino. Just a lot of dialogue mm-hmm. and then a little bit of action towards a little bit the weird end. too. Yeah. Well, the wife and I went and saw a uh, community theater production of The Fantastics today. It was, it was lovely. Well, I don't even know what that is. The it Fantastic was, it's, Four? It's the uh, longest-running Broadway uh, I play. 800-259-9231. People still want to talk about this global warming thing. I guess they Big consider issue. it important. 800-259-9231. You call. We talk to you about what you want. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free. Live streaming included. The broadband version of the show and a dial-up version as well, totally free at freetalklive.com. 
Com. And April is Financial Literacy Month. Give the child in your life financial literacy, be they son, daughter, or sibling. A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton teaches the child the basics of finance, money management, and real estate investment. School doesn't teach kids about money. Only their loved ones can do that. So give your special child A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich. Order it at akidsjourney.com or call 800-657-5066. That's akidsjourney.com, 1-800-657-5066. Let's talk to Gene in Oklahoma City. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Gene. Hi, guys. Uh, long time no talk or no here, but it's good to hear you back um, on the radio. I uh, wanted to say the only global warming going on is between Al Gore's ears. <laughs> and, okay. uh, you know, uh, you got to ha- have a place for some of that hot air. But I wanted to say, guys, uh, as you're probably very well aware of, um, you know, these liberals and environmentalists, uh, you, you, as the old saying goes, there's not new about this saying, uh, they're green on the outside and red on the inside like a watermelon. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these people are hardcore Marxist communist socialists that want to reduce uh, the American economy down to a third world nation dump and uh, where we're all riding bicycles like uh, former communist China. And, uh, uh, and they use communist China even as a model, believe it or not. What wanted to say, though, you know, I have the perfect plan for global warming uh, cutbacks, guys. Okay. What needs to happen is this. Every liberal and environmentalist, what they need to do is to commit suicide. Once they commit suicide, I guarantee you, uh, global warming and carbon dioxide emissions will be cut in half and will save the ozone layer. What do you think of that? It's an interesting approach. Who's committing suicide now, and, and how are they going to cut it in half? Everyone who's concerned about env- the environment. So you think that half the people are concerned? I don't know. It's... I don't think that many. Nonetheless, it's an interesting suggestion. They'd all stop driving their cars if they really cared that much. Well, that's much. just it. You know, they're not stopping. Right. They're, they're not. They're, they're claiming that they've, oh, they're so, their lifestyle's so radically different, but yet they're still puttering around in their vehicles, doing their normal thing, and they haven't really radically changed their you know, lifestyle. And, and screwing, the, in, screwing in a swirl in your light socket, as I have done, um, is a sensible thing to do because it lowers your power bill. Whether it saves the earth or not, I'm not concerned with. My power bill is lower. Gene? Yeah, guys, I, I was just saying, you know, I'm saying that when liberals and environmentalists uh, breathe in and breathe out, uh, they're contributing to uh, global warming. I'm saying they need to commit suicide. Stopthebreathing.com. Thanks for the call, Gene. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Marshall in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Hey, Marshall. Hey, how you guys doing? Great. What's on your mind? Good. I wanted to give you an update on Mr. Green. I think you did a segment on him uh, that was living uh, in a van here in Indianapolis. Yes, an old gentleman, about 90 years old, living in a van on the property of a, I think it was a wrecking garage or something like that, or a tow truck company. And he had total right. permission to be there. He was just enjoying his life. And then I guess word got to the bureaucrats. The bureaucrats came in, ordered him out of his home, his van. And uh, we had heard from somebody, I think a couple weeks ago, that said that the city was trying to put him up in an apartment building. Is there something new? Yeah, he did, actually. He got actually put in an apartment building. It was uh, they worked, The county officials worked with him to get him a subsidized apartment. So he's got a place to live. Well, you know, I, I'm not in, I'm not a fan of subsidized anything. Um, he had a place to live, and he should have been able to stay where he was. Don't you agree? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think they went a little bit too far that time. So it's a, it was a it was total property rights violation. The the, the business owner had said he could be there. That he'd had a uh, an electricity uh, a, a a power cord run out right. to him. Mr. Green was happy there. He said yeah. he was. 
and yeah. the city stepped in and ruined it. You know what? He'll probably die now as a result of being uh, shov- shoved around like this by the city. He was a very old man. Marshall, any other yeah. thoughts? No, that's it. Thanks, you guys dude. are doing a great job. Appreciate the update. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to David in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. David in Michigan going once. David in Michigan. He's gone. All right. 1-800-259-9231. A very disturbing story from scientificamerican.com. And it's going to take us right back to uh, 1942, that era, World War II. A very sick, sick time in America's history where the government actually locked up a lot of people. Yeah. Of American its citizens. own people, American citizens, Japanese Americans, were thrown into because concentration camps mm-hmm. because they were Japanese. Despite decades of denials, government records now confirm that the U.S. Census Bureau provided the U.S. Secret Service with the names and addresses of Japanese Americans during World War II. The Census Bureau Otherwise, surveys... how would they know how to find all these people? Yep, exactly right. I mean, there certainly, I'm sure, were plenty of um, happy snitches out there mm-hmm. that would, would be happy to turn these people over. You but. know, I, um, if this isn't the reason, but whenever it comes to any kind of governmental, as a matter of fact, any kind of information that has to do with race, I simply don't answer. Look, I'm not, telling, business. I'm not telling you what my race is, and I don't care if we're sitting here right in front of each other. As a matter of fact, on my uh, marriage certificate, um, the bureaucrat was right there asking me, well, where, I have to put something in the box. You can't get married unless I put something in the box. Apparently, they had a uh, business race, so my wife and I are classified as business. The Census Bureau surveys the population every decade with detailed questionnaires, but it's barred by law from revealing data that could be linked to specific individuals. The Second War Powers Act of 1942 temporarily repealed that protection to assist in the roundup of Japanese Americans for imprisonment in internment camps in California and six other states during the war. So this is a word of warning to those of you out there who trust the government. Those of you out there who, when the government says, oh, don't worry, you can have this new national ID card and we promise we'll keep your information secret and private. We we are the government. When would we ever go back on our word? You know, and here it is. The the government turned on its own citizens here, locking up uh, how many thousands and thousands of Japanese Americans. I couldn't tell you. But the law was to prevent this from happening. Well, they just got rid of the law. That's right. They just changed it. They just do whatever it is they want to do. The Bureau previously has acknowledged that it provided neighborhood information on Japanese Americans for that purpose, but it has maintained that it never provided microdata, meaning names and specific information about them to other agencies. I don't see why, why they wouldn't have done it. I mean, you know, they're all part of the same government. Why wouldn't they cooperate with each other? Well, a new study of the U.S. Department of Commerce document shows now uh, now shows that the Census Bureau complied with an August 4th, 1943 request by then Secretary Treasury Secretary Henry Henry Morgenthau for the names and locations of all people of Japanese ancestry in the Washington D.C. area, according to the hist- uh, historian from uh, a university. The records, however, do not indicate that the bureau was asked for or divulged such information for Japanese Americans in other parts of the country. So the records don't indicate it, but the record uh, the records do say that they did it for Washington D.C. Hmm. Anderson and Seltzer discovered in 2000 that the Census Bureau released block-by-block data during World War II that alerted officials to neighborhoods in California, Arizona, Wyoming, and a few other states where Japanese Americans were living. Quote, we had suggestive but not very conclusive evidence that they had also provided microdata for surveillance. The Census Bureau had no records of such actions, so the researchers turned to the records of the chief clerk of the Commerce Department, which received and had authority to authorize interagency requests 
for census data under the Second War Powers Act. They discovered copies of a memo from the Secretary of the Treasury at the time, who, which of which the Secret Service is a part, to the Secretary of Commerce, who oversees the Census Bureau, requesting the data, and memos documenting that the Bureau had indeed provided it. In fact, they even provide an image of that particular memo here in this article. And by the way, we'll post this for you to see at bbs.freetalklive.com a little bit later tonight. The memos from the Bureau bear the initials J.C., which the researcher, uh, researchers identified as the then-director, J.C. Capt. Uh, what it suggests is that the statistical information was used at the micro level for surveillance of civilian populations. She adds that she and Seltzer are reviewing the Secret Service records to try to determine whether anyone on the list was actually under surveillance, which is still unclear. The new evidence is convincing, says the Census Bureau director from the late 90s and now a professor at Columbia University who issued a public apology in 2000 for the Bureau's release of neighborhood data during the war. Well, a lot of good that did. Yeah. Oh, we're sorry. 60 years later. Whoops. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, sorry to pull you out of your homes and take all your family members and throw them in scary concentration Possessions. camps. Possessions were lost. Yeah. Just, I mean, pretty much they, everybody was destitute at that point. Sorry about that. 1-800-259-9231. Is this acceptable behavior to you? Are you proud of what the government did to Japanese Americans in World War II? Is that a good moment in American history? More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line for you and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, though we do ask you voluntarily support the show by digging Free Talk Live. Just go to dig.freetalklive.com. You will need to log in. Free account. It's easy to get. And then just click Dig It on uh, our Free Talk Live uh, right next to our show. It's easy to figure out. Head over to dig.freetalklive.com to take action and help the show. Because the more digs our show gets, the better off we're going to be on the Dig podcast rankings. So once again, that's dig.freetalklive.com. As we go to the phones and to the fun, it is Mike in Miami listening on WFTL. Hey, Mike. Yeah, I'm wondering. They're saying all these oil companies are making all the profits. But I like to know how much profit the government's making off the taxes. It's an it's excellent an absurd, question. An it's an excellent amount. question. You know, maybe the oil companies make somewhere between um, seven and fifteen cents a gallon, depending on what kind of boutique blend you're talking about per, for gasoline. But when you add up all the taxes that are on a, a it's gallon, like forty of gas- cents, right? Yeah, forty to fifty cents. So it's the government that's making money on gasoline, not big oil companies. Yep. So why do they want the? Pro- Go down. Well, they um, because they're they just, could make the price go down. They could cut it by fifty cents if they wanted to. Well, he said, I think he said the profits to go down. The profits. Well, uh, because essentially it's politically expedient for them to get up and and complain about profits of business people. Um, it it makes people angry for some reason. I'm not sure why Americans get angry about companies making profits. Coca Cola and Pepsi make bigger profits than uh, the oil companies do, uh, but for some reason. Oil companies are evil and well, bad, and uh, again, it's it's just the government people scoring political points. That's all it is. They just want people to think that they that they're doing something about gas prices by complaining about their profits, and so therefore they're hoping that those people will go out and vote for them to keep them in office. That's as I understand it. That's what I'm laughing about is because I see the government making more money than the oil companies. Yep, you're yep. absolutely right, Mike, and thank you for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231.
And the government doesn't have to invest anything. The government didn't go and build the oil refineries. The government doesn't dig into the ground and dig under the water and get and pump up the oil and refine it and turn it into gasoline and, and put it on trucks and get it to the gas stations and load it into the gas station's tanks and pump it out through the pumps into your, uh, into your cars. The government doesn't do any of it. Right. But, but yet they, they make 40 cents a gallon. Yeah, 50 cents a gallon, depending on. I mean, how is that right? It's not it's right. Not it's just right. wrong. The fact is, the government's nothing more than an armed gang of thugs throwing its weight around and just doing whatever the flip they want to do. That's how it works. So it would appear. And then they get up, and then they get up behind their podiums, and they get on the on the airwaves, on talk shows, those talking head shows on Sundays, and they they rant and rave about the evil companies and their profits and how terrible they are. Well, you know what? Companies make profits when they do something good for consumers. Companies make profits when you go and purchase their product, in this case, gasoline, on a voluntary basis. You're going in there and buying their product because you need it for whatever reason, and you're satisfied with it. Otherwise, Otherwise you'd you ride would be your bike. buying it, right. You'd ride your bike. And so they deserve the profits they're getting. They worked hard, and there are thousands and thousands of people that are in that supply chain. There's the gas station owners, there's the truck drivers, there's the refinery workers, you know, the oil jockeys, basically. There's a lot of people, a lot of families that have to get fed. And those profits, by the way, companies are supposed to be able to make profits. They go into bank accounts, and then once they get enough profits, they go and they expand their operations. They and give find, more people jobs. They give more people jobs, they find new sources of oil that they can tap into and once again turn into gasoline the more sources they have the uh the wider their array of choices for where they can uh where they can get the oil the the lower their prices can be economies of scale and everything bulk purchasing etc so profits are a good thing especially if something some sort of disaster strikes and a refinery goes down you know let's say a lightning bolt hits a refinery and takes some uh, it takes some important equipment out well, if you don't have any profits sitting in your bank account, how are you going to replace the uh, important equipment? And then what's going to happen to the uh, people, your customers, who, who you've been serving, who count on you? I, right, count, I count on certain companies to be there, whether it's the power company, the cable company, yep. the telephone company. I count on them. They have to make profits so that they can supply me with what I need, and they have to be able to pay the people that... That that do the work that supplies me with what I need. I mean, the, the idea that a company is making 10% profits is supposed to be a bad thing? That makes me angry that somebody would think that's a bad thing. That's, a, that's on the low end of the profit scale. Go look at drug dealers and see how much profit they make. They're making double their money on on every single investment, if not more. And, of course, they have well, the, the politicians government make even more than that because they don't have any investment. Right. Exactly. They're just... Parasites. That's what the difference is between government and businesses. Businesses actually have to provide products and services on the open marketplace and get you to purchase them on a voluntary basis. Government, on the other hand, doesn't have to do any of that. They just point their weapons, uh, their, their violent thugs, uh, their guns at businesses and individuals, and they demand to be paid. If you don't pay these violent people, they will come after you. While you're in your home, like we had a story uh, yesterday, in fact, about a man who was shot down in cold blood by, his, uh, by the Delaware Police Department for doing nothing whatsoever. He wasn't doing anything that was putting the cops in danger or anything like that. If you don't do what these people want you to do, they'll send a death squad after you. And if you don't go uh, quietly into the night into their little jail cell, they're going to kill you. 
if you don't like the way they want to run things, if you don't well, like the uh, the tariffs and the taxes they want to put on your business and the regulations that they want to impose on you, who the hell are these people and who do they think they are? You know, certainly, uh, I don't think the average American has to deal with uh, with the government on a, an extraordinarily violent basis. Right, but, because the average American goes ahead and gives them whatever it is they demand. Right, well, th- that's, that's the point I'm trying to make here is that um, people don't really understand that the government only is force and violence because that's all it can be if you don't follow the rules there has to be a punishment and that punishment's going uh, you know as far as the government's concerned there has to be a punishment otherwise you're not respecting their authority and if you don't respect their authority they are nothing is all they are is the punishment that is behind it they are prison they are guys with guns Mm -hmm. i mean that's what they do so, it doesn't make it right. It doesn't matter whether it's a speeding ticket or whether it's, um, you know, a murder. Just because a bunch of people go into a voting booth and allegedly vote for people doesn't make violence acceptable. It doesn't make all these mandates okay. And it doesn't make politicians leaders. And it doesn't make them good people. Why do we have all of these... This Ugh, this country is so full of just misinformation when it comes to the government. For some reason, people in America, and I think it has more to do with the government educating everybody than anything else. But I think that there are a lot of people in America that are just under this sort of Pollyanna-ish mentality that the government's out there to help. It's not. Well, I think that uh, a lot of people, like for instance, um, when you think about violence, uh, you think about uh, murder or something like that. Yeah. Um, the government's against people being murdered. It's citizens murdering each other at the very least. And so well, the government's going, all for it murdering its citizens. It, it does that all the time. It has it certainly does do that. Um, I mean we can we can quote story after story, but um, we want the government to stop murders and uh, burglaries and things like that, but I think that it, but the, it can't. It's that's what it does as part of its daily operations is burglarize and murder people. Well, it steals money and kills people. That's what government does best. But it also incarcerates murderers and uh, burglars. It does. And it also incarcerates people who who didn't murder anyone for murder as well. Certainly. Certainly does. And we need to repeal those laws. Yes, we do. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Lou in Florida listening on WFTL. Hey, Lou, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, how are you doing? Great. What's up? Uh, A very quick question. I want to know what the Libertarian Party line is on the illegal immigrants who are flooding into the country. Well, you know, I don't speak for the Libertarian Party. I'm a uh, free marketeer personally, so I presume... Well, you use the term Libertarian. Yeah, I'm, I would be a libertarian free marketeer. Um, I would, you know, again, I'm not a party representative. I haven't read any of their literature for a long time. All right, but so what's your feeling? My personal feeling is yes. that freedom's a good thing and that we should allow people to cross borders freely in a free country. And oh, we so should get rid of welfare. Gonna, we're going to let the entire third world into the country? We should get rid of welfare so that anybody who wants to come here can make a better life for themselves so and you're, they you're, can't you're suck off the teeth of the state. you to let the entire third world into the country? Uh, well, you know what, Lou? Um, what's the, what's wrong with letting people into a free country? You don't understand that which belongs to everyone belongs to no one. Um, you know, it's a silly concept to let the entire third world into the country. Okay. How, first of all, how's the whole third world going to get here? Because um, that's a well, little bit unrealistic. They're doing a pretty good job right now. The whole third world is coming into How the United States. How many illegals States? do you think we have in the country now? About forty million. I don't know. 
Uh, you know, they say 20. Much more. It's much, You tell us not to trust the government. Lou, this and is a big good. issue. If you'll hold on, I'll bring it back. We'll discuss it in depth, okay? Hang on, please. 800-259-9231. Hour number three is on the way. Hopefully, Lou will hang through the news break because he's, up, he's upset about this immigration thing. A lot of people are concerned. We're going to solve it issue. here tonight. Yeah, we'll solve the issue. It's easy. 1-800-259-9231. Freedom Works. We'll explain how. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the live Saturday edition, and it's your show. If you want to take control, bring up what you want at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll free line for you, one 800 259 9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com where all the features are totally free. Those other radio talk show hosts want to charge you for their sites. We do it free at freetalklive.com. And I believe Lou has hung on through the news break. Lou, back on in Florida. Uh, you're back yes. on Free Talk Live. Yes, how are you doing? We're doing great. Now, we were talking uh, let about me get immigration. This straight before we continue, you mean to say that you want to do away with the southern border of the United States of America? Well, that's not possible. That's not possible because Mexico probably doesn't want to do away with their border. So but the border will exist. But you want to do away exist. with your border. Hmm? But you want to do away with... I'm not worried about... I want to know what you think, not what Mexico I think thinks. that people should be free to cross borders freely. They should be able to come and go as they please in a so-called free country. And where do you live, sir? I have lived in Florida. No, where do you the, live now? I live in New Hampshire now. Oh, you live in New Hampshire. Have mm-hmm. you been out to Miami or Los Angeles lately? Yes. So I lived in Florida for 26 years. Have you been out to Miami lately? I've been down there within the last year. I, I, Mark, have been down there within the last year. And do you see a market change in Miami? So, from when? I mean, I'll give it to you. Miami um, absolutely is, um, you know, it's, it's very much a Spanish-speaking place, especially Cal- Calle Ocho. Do you know that if an English-speaking person goes down to Miami and applies for a job, if you're not bilingual, they will not hire you. Boo-hoo! So what? Oh, so you're saying that in the United States of America, a person who doesn't speak English has the right not to hire an English-speaking person? You're um, saying that? Yeah, sir. You have the and right to do anything you want in a that? free country. It's your business. And you're going to run for election on that platform? Who's going to run for election on a platform? Wait, you know, that's why you guys live in a dream world. That's why libertarianism can never win. No, sir. You're the one that lives in a dream world. You're the one that wants to restrict freedom. You're the one that wants to have a police state in America where you get to determine who can come in and who can't. You want to have border patrols. You want to have checkpoints. You want to let the entire third world into this country? Sir, let me get. I'll answer that question by reading a short excerpt from a poem. Maybe you've heard of it. It happens to appear at the bottom of the Statue of Liberty. It was written in 1883 by Emma Lazarus. Uh, she talks Give about... your poor, your tired, tired, huddled masses. Right. You are yeah, aware of it, yes. let them come in legally. Legally. Well, okay, come on, the legally, Lou. The legal is such a cop-out. No, hold on a second. Just, just, just hear me out on this one, Lou. This is such, such a cop-out. Because when your ancestors came across, and I don't know what they are, let's say they're Italian. When your ancestors came across, all they did was take you to Ellis Island, screw up your last name, sit you around for three days, and then, bam, you're out the door. Now legal is a huge pile of paperwork work and tens of thousands of dollars do you think that's fair that your ancestors got to come in under such an easy well, legal actually, system fo- and now we've made it so very difficult actually my forebears are on the mayflower but so are mine. I don't want to get, now uh, what you know. the indians still think we, we we're uh, uh interlopers so what listen sir 
um, I just want to let you know that down here in Florida, the quality of life for the average American, which you don't seem to care about, has markedly deteriorated because of the influx of illegal aliens from Haiti, from the, the entire third world, the, the entire Caribbean basin is pouring into Florida. Mm-hmm. And Why are you, you still there? Think, what? Why are you still there if it's so bad? I'm not saying it's, it's as bad as it could be. I'm in, first of all, I'm not in Miami. I'm in Broward County, which is a few years you know, removed from that. Mm-hmm. But if you go down to Dade County now, it is terrible. Why is it terrible? Because of all the brown people? What? Why is it terrible? Because of all the brown people? You just don't like to look around and see melanin? No, you don't seem to understand. I understand very thoroughly. I'm from Florida. I lived there for 35 years, Lou. When did you move in? Why did you leave? Why did I leave? Because I yeah. wanted to come to New Hampshire, where it is well, you free. you wanted to get away from those brown people? Oh, that's absurd, sir. Oh, that's Absolutely right. absurd. I'm a racist. My best friend's black. So why did you leave? Because I chose Free State to. Project. Of running off to New Hampshire. Is this the first time you listen little... to the show, Lou? Is this the first time you've heard Free Talk Live? Yeah. Okay. Well, then that explains why you don't know why we left. We left for the Free State Project, a movement of people that believe in liberty, all moving together to the same state in well, order why to... Why bring it down to Miami and do it? Because it's fascists like you that keep me from doing it. You oh, want to put men with guns on the border and then sing and then put your hand over your heart and say what a free sure. country we have. Sure. I mean, There's you're talking out of two between... sides of your mouth. There's a difference between legal immigration and <laughs> I've gone over that, Lou. Yeah, and he it, dodged it, your point about it, too. Lou, there was no law when your ancestors came over on the Mayflower. Should we kick you out? You're, you're comparing the situation in 2007 to 1607? Look, Lou, um, I'm telling you that Benjamin no Franklin... Lou, Benjamin Franklin c- complained about the Germans in Pennsylvania. He said they're ruining our lifestyle. There have been a bunch of naysayers all along. There have been bigots and racists ever s- in this country ever since somebody set foot on it. So you're saying the American working people who want to defend America against the invasion from the third world, you're saying we're all racist? No, nobody said that at all. Um, there are some people who are racist, and then there are some people who are just absolutely ignorant about immigration See, and how beneficial sir, it is to, to sir, our con- to our con- uh, economy and the country. You have not been down to Los Angeles lately. Yes, actually, been... I was in Los Angeles last month, Lou. You don't know a damn thing about me. And do you know the situations there in the hospitals, what's going on there in the well, public no, hospitals? Well, no, I didn't visit any hospitals while okay. I was in Los Angeles. Let's stop, and, let's stop and just reset here for a moment. You're going to bring up the fact that uh, anybody can walk into the hospital and they can get free treatment blah, blah, blah. We've already pointed out that in a free America, the way America is supposed to be, with very limited, small government, that sort of thing, there would be no welfare system. So the first thing that needs to be done is welfare needs to be absolutely eliminated. And that includes the yeah, laws that mandate... About the real world, the way things are today. Oh, I see. But the way things are today, Lou, is illegal aliens are coming across the border. It's easier to get rid of illegal aliens than it is welfare, Lou. Is that what you're saying? Sir... You've got yes. to understand something. You're talking, you're living in a dream world. Wait, no, that was a the fair question. Lou, it's not a dream world, and it's, it is a completely a fair world. question. Why do you think that it's easier to lock down our borders um, than it is to get rid of welfare? I think they're both difficult to do. Okay. Then I why are we both, talking about it? Both have to be done. Both have to be done, but I don't see it getting it done. I don't see it getting done. How are you? How would you like I, to I see it I absolutely don't see. Um, I don't see immigrants being stopped. Uh, illegal immigration. That's what being I want to know from Lou. Lou, what's your vision? What do you think will stop immigration into America? First of all, I hate to say this, I really do, but this, we have to start using a bit of force. Mm-hmm. How's that? 
well, we have to set people on the border, and we have to set some examples. How are you going to do yeah. that, snipers? Uh, I, I'd say uh, we'd have to shoot to kill. Yeah. Man, you're sick. Border ninjas. No, I think you're sick. Now, what's gonna, what are you going to do? Now, hold on a second. I think, no, I really think the libertarians are thick. You see, I'm more worried about the tyranny of the astute than I am of the tyranny of the state. See, it's what? people like you who think you're above the common man that likes to put us down because we live in the real world. Oh, wait, I'm putting world. you down? I'm not a common man? You don't this know is, me, Lou. We live in the real world where people go to public hospitals, where people ride buses, where people have to live with. When was the last time you rode a like bus, us. Lou? We don't run away. We don't run away to communes in New Hampshire where everyone is a white. A commune. <laughs> hey, how many black people? How many black people are in your little commune up there in New Hampshire? Not enough. I'd like to have more up right. here. When I see, when I see a there. black guy in this town, I run up and hug what, him. Right. It's how been so long since there? I've seen one. Answer the question. You're calling people racist. How many people of color? Or in your little commune. Well, hold on. What, what commune are you talking about? I live in, in a town. In your little community up there. How many people of when color... When you say community, do you mean the city of Keene? Is that what you mean? Well, you, you said something about you're starting a community up there. Sir. Some utopian fantasy up yeah. in New Hampshire. There's no utopian fantasy here. It's liberty-loving no, well, individuals. How many people of color are in that little community? What's the relevance of your question? There's no, a very well, small you're, you're percentage. You're terms around like racist. I'd like to know how many people of color It's a very small percentage, sir, a very small percentage, and I'd like That's to see right. that percentage grow. That's right. Oh, yeah, sure. Yes, uh, I you know would. What do? I'm going down to Harlem tomorrow. I'm going to put a sign up. That we're inviting going down to, to Harlem. You live in Florida. <laughs> well, I'll go up to Harlem, and I'll put up a sign. I'm going to say, we want people of color to come up to your little town in New Hampshire. Great. Thank goodness. We'll as long as they believe in freedom. Friends are. As long as I, they believe in freedom, I'm, I'm all for it. Now, let's get back to your solution for, for immigration. You want to start shooting people as they come across the border. Is that correct? You set an example. You have to set an example. What about the uh, tunnels? We have to do something to. We have to use technology to block the tunnel. Hold on. What, what about the uh, trucks that they, uh, the semis full of people that they drive across the border and they pay off border agents? That's what I'm saying. We're going to have to do something. We're going to have to tell. Oh, them. I thought they. Were, but they're paying you off the border agents. agents. Who's think, we? Because we think, are the border agents who are getting paid off. Lou, Lou hold on. Think, we're going to bring you back. I want to bring you back because you're fascinating and uh, you've got interesting ideas. And you know what? People might want to talk to you, Lou. They might want to ask you questions. If you want to ask Lou a question. Hopefully, we're crossing our fingers that he'll wait patiently. The number's 800-259-9231. More with Lou coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you bring up what you want. toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features there are totally free. And that does include the studio cam. Head over to cam.freetalklive.com, and you can actually... Take a look-see here into the Free Talk Live studio. Why you'd want to, I'm not very sure, but it's there if you want to do it, cam.freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, is June 18th through the 24th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to socialize with hundreds of fellow activists and lovers of liberty and attend leadership and activist training seminars. Register today at Porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. I believe Lou is uh, being a good sport here, hanging on still in Florida. Lou, you back on Free Talk Live. How are you doing? I've, I've held on. Thank you for, for sticking around. I know we've actually got some callers who, uh, who want to ask you a couple questions. But just, yes. to, just to recap, uh, where, just to make sure we're all on the same page here, 
so far we've been talking to you, and you had actually, again, this is a perfect example of how Free Talk Live works. Lou, you, you called in, you brought up immigration, and now we've spent several minutes talking about this well, issue. you know, you gentlemen, before you said you could bring up any topic you wanted, and I think that's a very important topic for today. And I think the libertarian philosophy tends to uh, ignore the problem. They see all people as being the same. Now, I see potential in all human beings, but I also see the reality in the differences also. And a person coming from a third world nation with tuberculosis is not going to do any good to America. Now, There's the hold big on, TV hold on outbreak. Just a second, Lou. Um, now, these people have been coming across the border since the Reagan amnesty and before. Um, where's the TB outbreak? There's TB outbreaks in New York. There's TB outbreaks. In fact, they're not in the news. <laughs> uh, uh, why don't you check uh, LexisNexis and do a search on tuberculosis in America? You have access to LexisNexis? I, we've, we've done uh, the searches, and nothing turned up. I mean, uh, it's, uh, do, do crack, uh, crackpot sites came up, but not no, uh, no, 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 no. no. You, could go, you could go to some of the big New York hospitals, such as um, Bellevue, and check their uh, website for Bellevue, which is a big public hospital in Manhattan. And t it's not like TB was eradicated from uh, the face of we're America talking, anyway. We're talking about virulent strains of tuberculosis. Right. The, it's, these are the... the, the uh, medicine resistant types. right so exactly. the solution in your the solution Special is Mexican TB the solution as you've put forth is to have a huge government uh, with all of this you know police sort of bureaucracy checkpoints um, scanning cameras uh, men on the border with guns all kinds of uh, bureaucrats plus, shuffling plus, paperwork. Bounty, plus bounty hunters what, hold like on, Lou what happens if cops come to your house and say hey we'd like to come in and look around for Mexicans they're welcome. Yeah, I bet in they terms, are. But they're not welcome at my listen, house, Lou. I don't want them in my listen, house. What are you going to do? If you're the cop coming to my door and you want to look for Mexicans, what are you going to do when you. I tell you to get lost? Let me explain something to you. If there's an emergency, okay, and sometimes you have to do things in emergencies that you don't do in normal times. Like lock up um, Japanese Americans? Look, you don't believe in the internment of the Japanese Americans? <laughs> the hell I don't. I don't believe in locking somebody up for not doing Let anything me tell wrong. You something. Let me tell you something. Uh, when During the Pearl Harbor attack, there were Japanese Americans who assisted Japanese soldiers in the Hawaiian Islands. At that time, they so were So throw them all in a gulag, huh? I didn't say kill them. I did not say kill them. I said throw them all in a gulag, huh? I didn't say kill them. That's not a, a gulag. That's, not, that's, I, 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 that's jail. Lou, that's Listen, a, a concentration I Listen, we had German spies here also. The reason we didn't round up the Germans is because there must have been 50 well, million Germans here at the they're time. They're white, and they don't have those slanty no, eyes. No, 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 no. Listen, it has nothing to do with racial. It has to do with sure, pure. Plus, we had a greater threat on the Pacific coast. I don't think... Have you served in the military? <laughs> Thank no. goodness, no. <laughs> I'm not okay. a paid killer, Lou. There was a tremendous threat at the West Coast. In early '42, that you don't know anything about. So grab all the families and throw them in a concentration camp. That's a great solution, Lou. That's something that should happen in the land of the free, you right? See, I don't even like you using the term concentration. That's camp. what they were, Lou. Because they were not death camps. They were. They were. It doesn't matter were, if there weren't gas chambers on they the were not premises. Death camps. You see, you're using euphemism. You're I using didn't call them a death camp. I called them a concentration camp. You're concentrating people all in one location, Lou. I don't, you know, you're giving it an implication that it does not have, okay? I think you should, I think you should go to the uh, Japanese-Americans and ask them, Lou, what they thought it was like. You know, all right, I, I want to keep you on here, Lou. we got calls for you. we got to get to the calls. Let's go to Eddie in Ohio. You're on with Lou on Free Talk Live. Hey, Eddie. Eddie yes, in how Ohio? you doing? 
Eddie, are you there? Doing, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. I think Lou is really defending himself well. Yeah, he is. And uh, our radio talk host gentleman there, when he tries to throw out racism charges against Lou, the fact is I think you're the racist because you're the one that moved to the 90-plus percent white white state and left this, and left South Florida where it's But I didn't like Florida. Well, oh, is that the excuse? Well, then why didn't you go so to So wait, Texas, I'm a racist because I moved to New Hampshire? That makes me a racist? Well, it's 90-plus percent white. Why don't you move to a nice city like New York City or Los Angeles? Okay, I'll explain why. Thanks for the call, Eddie. It's very simple. The reason why New Hampshire was chosen... I, I, think, Ed, I think Ed makes a good point. I think it's a ridiculous you know, the point. Libertarian, you. Uh, let me make one, one statement. The sure. libertarian concept seems to be held by a lot of white elitist college-educated men. <laughs> I, that, well, I hope Robert is uh, Robert Wicks down in Georgia is uh, is listening tonight. No, I'm, not, you see, you're, I'm not saying there aren't individual people of color who are libertarians, but I'm talking, if you go to a libertarian convention, 99% of the people are white, egg-headed men who tend to uh, live in fantasy world. Do you think that, uh, would you call world. Thomas Jefferson a white, egg-headed man? How about yeah. um, Samuel Adams? Uh, they were not true the way the libertarians are concerned. You're, you're saying that Thomas Jefferson didn't, belo- didn't believe in borders, language, <laughs> like, like yeah. he didn't believe in borders. I don't believe that Thomas Jefferson for a second would uh, support putting men with guns on the border. Oh, no. No. All well, right. Only I if they were going to shoot the redcoats. Hey, Lou, hang on a second. I'm going to bring you back here in a moment because there's another call for you, but I just want to answer Eddie's question because he, he asked a fair yep. question. Why was New Hampshire chosen? Uh, the in the beginning of the Free State Project, there were about ten states. Uh, there were five, there were ten states to choose from, and the the there were certain reasons why there was those ten states chosen. The main factor in choosing the states was population. Yeah, not white population, just population. But population period. It had to be under 1.4 million or 1.5 million population to even qualify in the first place. Then New Hampshire won overwhelmingly. And by the way, the Free State Project demographics are there are there are people who are black, there are Hispanics, there are whites, there are males, there are females, there are people living around the world that are members of the Free State Project. It's not just an American thing. Uh, they're all coming to New Hampshire. And New Hampshire won because it has no income tax. There's no, no state income tax. There's no state sales tax. It already had the sort of uh, sort of a culture of liberty. It's the live free or die state. And I personally would like to see. Uh, I want New Hampshire to secede and open its borders so anybody of any color from around the world can come here and make a better life for themselves. To suggest I'm a racist for moving to New Hampshire is outrageous. I think it's silly because um, you know my best friend uh, in the world is Julian. He comes from Bedford Stuyvesant, New York. I mean, it, I would love somebody to tell him that he thinks that I'm a racist. All right, let's bring back Lou and go to CJ in Oklahoma. CJ, you're on with Lou. Hey, guys. Um, Lou, I, I got two questions for you. Um, go right first, here, um, uh, first, I, I got to ask you, um, do you think you, know, you, you support the internment, of, uh, as you put it, the internment of Japanese during World War II? Yes, I did. Concentration camps. Not concentration. Uh, I believe the internment, but I don't like to use the term concentration camp. It has a negative. Okay, okay, hang on, Lou. We're going to bring you back. We're going to um, bring you back with CJ here in a moment. He'll answer his. You'll answer his question. He'll ask you another one, and we'll have a lot of fun. Hang on. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. If you've got a question for Lou, get on the line. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just three dollars a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. 
If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show, the live Saturday edition. Take control of the airwaves, toll free at 800-259-9231, the packet 8.net, toll free line for you, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. The lot, there are a lot of features uh, waiting for you there, including the wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com, over 1,200 pages created by listeners like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about as we bring Lou back on from Florida. Lou, um, still hanging on with us from Yeah, Miami. I'm hanging on. Uh, Thank thanks, you. Thanks for, uh, for being such a good sport here. We're talking about the no, immigration... No, I think, the, I think the, uh, the exchange of ideas are very important. Well, good. I agree with you on that much, Lou. <laughs> the, uh, the issue that we're, uh, we're hanging, uh, handling here is immigration. And, illegal, uh, illegal immigration. Well, illegal immigration. okay. It, it, the difference between an illegal immigrant and a legal one is that the legal ones jump through oodles and oodles of paperwork, deal with a bunch of bureaucrats, wait and wait and wait, and uh, and hopefully the, the paperwork doesn't get lost. Then they you have know, to pay thousands of dollars in fees to yeah, the bureaucrats. Sir, even if someone comes up to your community in New Hampshire, don't they have to go through some type of vetting process or you take any you know any guy off the street? Uh, look, you're talking about the Free State Project? Yeah, exactly. Okay, the Free State Project is an organization that is simply exists to get liberty-minded people to New Hampshire. There's no vetting process with the exception that someone has to sign an agreement saying that so they... He does have they... to sign something. Huh? He does, he does have to go even through a simple process. He goes through a process. Uh, there's that you can still move up here without joining the Free State Project. It's yeah, just if you want to join a private organization, sir. It's a private organization. a process? Huh? Isn't the United States of America worth just as much as the Free Stage Project? Uh, the United States of America is the government, and no, the no, government's no, not the worth people. it. My... It's we the people. We the people. It's not the government. <laughs> See, now Don't here's, here's where United we diverge, wrong, sir. Uh, Lou, because what you had said previously is you support house-to-house searches for illegal immigrants. and In a times of extreme duress. Aren't, like aren't, we're, we're being invaded by the we Mexicans, Lou. Hey, sir, you have not been to L.A. or Miami lately. Yes, I have, Lou. I was in L.A. last month, and I've been to Miami in the last year. Quit saying so that. Where you been, you've been staying at the uh, Beverly Hills Hilton? <laughs> I am not a rich man, Lou. Uh, where, where were you staying? I in was the... in the Marina Del Rey uh, Marriott, I believe. Oh, a Marriott. Okay, that's 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 okay. It's I'm, sorry, I, the... I'm sorry I wasn't at the Days Inn. Uh, you know, they I'm... didn't have the convention there. Uh, I didn't want to spend... At least you weren't at the Hilton. Okay, that's fine. All right, now look. All right, I... You had a guy from Oklahoma that had a question. Let me. I'm going to get back to him in a moment here, but just to to clarify, so you understand what the Free State Project is. It's not something that prevents you from coming to New Hampshire. If you want to come to New Hampshire, that's your business. But if you want to join the Free State Project, which is a private organization, then uh, all you have to do is simply say that you're someone who's going to move here for the purposes of becoming a pro-freedom activist. That's all. But there is a certain type of process where the person has to go through. And that's okay, because it's a private organization, sir, not not a country that deems itself to be the land of the free. Shouldn't a boat person from Haiti have to go through some type of process before he lands on the beach uh, and claims no. entitlements? Oh, this, uh, entitlements. Entitlements are the problem, Lou. We don't agree with any entitlement whatsoever. Welfare that guy should be abolished. When he, if he makes it in his inner tube to the uh, uh, the shores of the United States, as far as I'm concerned, he can go someplace and wash dishes, and I don't want him not to be able to do that. And you, do you want him living next door to you? Well, I, no he can't afford to. Thanks. Oh, he couldn't afford to. Okay, so only the poor people suffer 
the uh, the, the uh, immigration flood. It's not the middle class. What about the poor people? Don't what? you have any feelings for them? What What do you mean? Um, you were saying that if a poor Haitian guy washes up on the shore, right. he has the right to get a job and then just move into any neighborhood that he could afford to move into. Sure. Uh huh. And somehow so he what about that the poor people that live in that neighborhood that, that have to put up with fifty-five Haitians? Living in an apartment next door in an apartment that's meant for like five people. Well, uh, I, like how, many, how many of the poor people are living in? Well, they should have the right to have an apartment. You know, we have places down here where they'll rent a house and they cannot afford the rent. So what they'll do is they'll cram fifty, sixty people into a house. Yeah, would sounds like somebody like needs to talk to that landlord. People? Would you like to have those people as your neighbors? Um, no. That would be up to the landlord. I mean, if I was renting, I own a home personally, but uh, you know what? That, that's You should talk to the landlord if you've got a problem with no, your neighbors. No, but I'm saying, would you like those people as your neighbors? I don't live in an apartment building because I don't like being that so close to know, anybody. Do you know who suffers the ideology of the free market? It's not the middle class, and it's not the upper class. It's the working class. But don't people. you think that the working class suffers um, from all the ideologies? I mean, they, the, 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 the working class is going to have to you pay know, more towards your sir, um, military you state that you're preparing contempt. to pay for. You seem to have a certain contempt for the white working class people in this Sir, country. Sir, I, I am a about. white working class person. <laughs> My dad made molds at Tropicana. Sir, in those days, things we're not talking about the 1960s or the 50s. I wasn't alive about, in the 1960s. We're talking about 2007. Things are a lot different now. I resent, I resent the accusation that I am not part of the white working class. I work my butt off, Lou, and uh, I am a white guy. So, so I, if you I qualify. Think, Just because no, I'm not wait, in a wait, factory wait. doesn't mean I'm not a working if class in person. A town, if you're in a town and all your neighbors do not speak your language... Okay, let's say down in Hialeah. You, you know Hialeah? I'm in, very uh, familiar with Hialeah. Okay. Hialeah now is 99% Spanish-speaking. Sounds like they're all their neighbors speak the same, same language. So if you're one of the few people left in Hialeah that speaks English, and you look around you, you have no one to talk to, you have no one to so, you hey, have no one to socialize. Two choices, you think that's, Lou. You think two, that's funny? You, no, no. You've got two choices in that case. Either pick up a move? Spanish book or move. Oh, so basically you're saying to the American working class, pick your ass up, excuse my language, and just move away from the town that you grew up in. Greyhound no, tickets uh, what I'm saying bucks. to the American working class is, as far as I'm concerned, you're free to speak any language you want. You can speak Yiddish, you can speak Italian, you can speak Spanish, or you can speak you English. Know, we could go it doesn't matter saying, to me. So I'm telling the American middle class that I want them to be free. So you're saying that if you live in a town that all the people in the town speak Spanish... And you, and this is your country that you grew up in. You're forced to speak their language. You're not forced to. You are. You can, You have plenty of choices. You can either stumble around, and not be able to communicate with anyone, or pick up a book and start learning. And by the way, things don't change overnight. Those people didn't just move in one night. They happened over a, a set period of time. Let's go to back to CJ. I want to make sure he gets his questions out for you, Lou. CJ's back on from Oklahoma. Okay. I, by the way, I have to say this has been one of the most entertaining conversations you guys have had in a long yeah, time. Yeah, Lou's good. Up there with uh, the veteran guy you had last Saturday. All right, go for but, it, CJ. Uh, uh, your question, first one. Uh, we've established that you're okay with the Japanese internment. So, based on that exact same principles and justifications you gave, would you also be in favor of maybe interning? I don't know the Muslim population in the United States today. Definitely. <laughs> I, thought, I thought so. I, 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 I kind of gathered that. I wanted to Definitely. That in fact, in fact, the Muslim today. Where you're coming from here. No, no, I'm going to uh, be honest no, with you. You don't need to justify it. You've already justified it with Japanese internment. It, it makes and listen, perfect sense. And listen, the Muslims today, 
No, no, I'm no, not I saying. I, I no, I don't agree with your statement. I agree with you. With with. See, I'm not going to pussy. I'm not going to pussyfoot around it. I'm going to tell you where I I'm coming yeah, from. Yeah, that's fine. I, I we have a clear. I, I, so let me let me go ahead and go to my next question. We, we have a clear and present danger from yeah, certain uh, uh, certain factions yeah. of the Muslims today. Yeah, throw them all uh, in a I, camp. I, uh huh. Yeah. Okay. The, the the next question I have is, um, what if like let's say I, I know I'm, I'm sure you're not a big fan of like say Hugo Chavez. You're probably not a big fan. Oh, of the guy from Venezuela, you mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably not a big fan of him, right? No, I would assassinate him. Right, right. Well, well, let's say if you were maybe um, born in Venezuela, what, what would you try to do? If I was a citizen of Venezuela? Yeah, and if you don't know, if you were just maybe like a twenty-year-old kid living in Venezuela, and you know, you didn't have a wife. And I understand. What, what, I understand where you're going with that. Answer the question. I, what I would what, try what would to do? do. What I would try to do is I try to sneak into America and yeah, move exactly. up the. That's right. I admit it. I'm not saying. Look, you don't seem to understand. I'm so, not so saying. What I'm saying is, is, is you, you, you realize why they're doing it, and you're exactly, you exactly. It. That doesn't you mean that I have to allow it for doing it. Listen, if you, someone is coming to my house that wants to break in right, and wants to steal my America property, America is not your house. America is a is a entire country. It's my house it's, too, it's, Lou, I and I want to let him totally in. Totally okay with him coming with with you shooting someone for coming into your house. No, but wait, America wait. is not your private property. Thank you, CJ. All right. Thank you, sir. Alrighty, Lou, you're still there. You want me to hold on? Well, you want to bring it back? What? It's, He's good. It's an I've hour got some questions, Lou, baby. Hour hour Lou is Lou. awesome. Hang on, Lou. Eight hundred. He's articulate. He doesn't mind. He doesn't pull any punches. I say we give Lou a show. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. If you got a question for Lou, final segments coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. Only moments remain. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where the conversation continues after the show is over. Um, 24 hours a day, there's the bulletin board system there. There's the wiki. Uh, there's all kinds of interactive things, and they're all completely free at freetalklive.com. Though if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, we ask that you become a Free Talk Live amplifier. So just head on over to amp.freetalklive.com to get the details on the program. It's simple. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send us 3 bucks a month. That's all we're asking for. Again, all the website features are free. So you just sending this in, and we're taking it in, we're per- turning it around into more radio stations carrying the show, more internet listeners, more people experiencing the message of freedom and liberty here on Free Talk Live. So if that's important to you, go to amp.freetalklive.com and amp up today. We've got Lou still on the line with us, uh, one of the longest-running callers. <laughs> he's a guest. He's, he, not, yeah, he's, he's, he's not a caller point. anymore. Hey. He's a guest. No, thanks for the exchange of ideas. And one, one well, Lou, comment. hey, hold on a second. Just to let you know, I know you said it was your first time listening to Free Talk Live, but we're there on your local radio station. Yeah, the I, FTL. yeah it's FTL. We're FTL there in, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 o'clock. You're actually, the hour that you're in right now isn't actually on the air in Miami. So <laughs> it's amazing. No one in your area is hearing you. Um, oh, it's, it's, it's great. I just, uh, you've heard of the concept of the tragedy of the commons, correct? I, I've heard the term. Mm-hmm. What it means is, uh, that that like I used the term before that which belongs to everyone belongs to no one. I would right, agree with that. I, if and, we're going to make America, we should, hmm? if we're going to make America into the commons for the entire world, that's not what we're advocating. Be, that's not what we're advocating, Lou. What we're advocating is a return to private property, private property ownership, where you, as a private property owner, could determine who uh, you get to determine who comes and who goes on your property. 
So that's not at all what we're suggesting. Anyway, um, Mark, you had a quick question got, about the internment camps. About, we got yeah. a bunch of calls for Lou. Now, Lou, you said that uh, you don't you don't like calling uh, Japanese internment camps death camps, and or concentration or camp. concentration camps yeah. or anything like that. And then right. you, you you said that you would advocate um, the use of uh, of the uh, internment camps for Muslim Americans uh, because that's we're right. facing They're a clear presentation. Muslims that we deem to be sympathetic to Al Qaeda. How would we deem them? That's what we have intelligence for. Okay. Um, anyway, now the, would there be a trial before they're thrown in the camps? Some type of military tribunal. Okay. <laughs> now, um, what are you going to do uh, if a Muslim tries to escape the camp? You're getting it. You're getting into like ideas after the fact. Well, uh, first uh, the let camp. me tell you, if you put somebody into a prison, somebody's going to try to escape. So what are you going to exactly, do? Exactly. Exactly. So what do you usually do in prisons? We have Shoot guards. Them. We have guards, don't we? Yeah, the guards have guns. What do you suppose they do with those guns? What do you think? I think they shoot people to kill them. So it sounds to me like the Japanese internment camps were death camps. No, but how you got to understand? Read some of the read some of the histories on what went on at the internment camps. There, it wasn't they, they weren't treated badly. There's a lot of good things Are that happened in prisons too. They, they were not treated badly. They were pulled from their lives. They lost their, their homes and their property, Lou. And you know there were cases of Japanese people on Hawaiian islands that assisted the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. Well, I would say that we didn't belong on the Hawaiian Islands anyway, that we stole it from the native people. But maybe we don't maybe we don't belong in California. All right, Louis, we got to go to the we got to go to the calls. Uh, let's go to it's Brandon in Japan. You're on with Lou. Hey, good morning guys. How you doing? Hello good. sir. You're on with Lou. Hey Lou, how are you? Yes, how you doing? I'm Were you in the military? Hey, got... Are you in the no, military out there? No, sir, I am not. Oh, go ahead. Um, so I have a couple questions for you. I lived in San Diego um, until last August, so um, I have a little bit of personal experience with this uh, immigration issue that you um, seem to hold very close to your heart. Yeah. So um, not only my heart. If you take a poll of most Americans, I guarantee you the majority of Americans feel the same way. Well, that's because most Americans are are uninformed, right. and that's that much is the case. Brandon, gotta right, get the question out for Lou. Yeah. So uh, one of the things you brought up really early in the segment was one of the questions I had was, uh, what do you intend to do about the current illegal immigrants in the U.S., which you claimed was around 40 million, but the figures that I've seen put it closer to 2025? Whatever. Okay. Um, you, you've heard the term bounty hunters, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we start putting, using bounty hunters instead of government workers. We'd assign the mo First of all, we go for the worst illegal immigrants, like the gang members and the murderers and the rapists, and we get them first. And then we How go, do you we know work. they're going to be illegal? Um, we, we have information, you know, we have informants in the street. You'd be surprised how many people even down here in Miami are willing to inform on their compadres. You know, one of the great things about America, though, is that uh, this is supposedly a country where suspicion does not constitute a crime. Yeah, uh, but we're in a country... We're, yeah, but you got to understand, it's like in a time of war. When you're being invaded, you have to take certain actions that you would not take in normal times. We're being invaded. You have so to come down to Miami. You have to come down to Miami and see what's going on. He just it's pointed like, out he was in San Diego. Uh, go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, so one of, the, one of the things that I have a problem with this argument is it seems like America's always at war. We've got a war on immigration. We have a war on drugs. We have a war on terrorism. Um, We're a martial you know, people. We're a martial you know, people. So, if we were not, if we were not a fighting people, do you think we would attain the status that we have now? War is if the you, health of tyranny. 
No, we are a martial people. We've been, always been fighting for the last 400 years. In fact, 1607 was the first establishment of the first English colony that, you know, that survived. And you don't even hear us talking about it. This is 400 right. years, and the government is trying to cover it up for political correctness. Well, I also know that the people who founded this country were a martial people because they wanted a country where you know, the government couldn't go into their houses on a whim or where people couldn't be imprisoned merely upon suspicion. That's why we have the Constitution where, you know, you have to have evidence, you have to have an affidavit, you have to have more than just uh, a whim in order to arrest or incarcerate I understand. Somebody. I so, understand what you're saying, but you have to understand, when we're in times of crisis, things are ha you handle things differently than you do in times like the 1950s. But he's pointing out that we're in a time, this, we're in this supposed crisis time at all times in this country now. And so you're just saying that, oh, it's a crisis, so now we can Listen, have military tribunals. In, 1986, in 1986, do you remember when Reagan gave the amnesty to the illegal aliens? Yes. And he said, we'll give this amnesty and it'll clear the problem up. It made things worse. It showed us as being weak. <laughs> so the people in, the, in Latin America source as being suckers. And now they said to themselves, they're giving us amnesty, so they all came flooding in here. Are we Is suckers because Italians moved here? Or are we suckers because the Irish moved here? I think the country's better because of immigration. They moved here legally. And the people <laughs> that came... The laws... The people, Lou, we've gone over this already. The laws, the laws are, are a lot different then. Brandon, That's thank right. you for the call. We, Brandon, thank right. you. Uh, Lou, we're hanging with Lou here. Um, the the laws else, keep getting more and more obtrusive, more oppressive than ever, but yet you still stand behind it. If the law says something, you're all for it, right? Lou, you're a man of the law, right? Uh, not all laws. Not all laws. Oh, so you pick and choose the laws that you obey, huh? It, you have to give me specifics. You're talking in generality. Well, it's, a, fa a, it's a fact, Lou. It's, like, for instance, speeding. A lot of people ignore that particular law, don't you? Um, mm. I try not to. Yeah. <laughs> I try not to, too, but I, you know, I've got a ticket now. now or then. I, we got to get to the calls because there's just too many of them here. Uh, let's talk to Matt in Illinois. You're on with Lou. Hey, guys. Uh, I wanted to say, first off, that I live in the Chicago area. There's a lot of illegal immigrants up here. And I find them very hardworking, very kind, very nice people. Are you an employer? Uh, no, I'm not an employer. No, oh, so I'm these are... a working man. I make very little money. I have five kids. I have a lot. Uh, and me and my wife both have to work. There's been times when I've had to work two jobs to make ends meet. I'm just saying what I observe. I observe these people as being hardworking people that wanted to come up here for an opportunity. That's so why, why, don't we let, why don't we let the entire third world come in? I mean, if they're good you know workers, what? if they can, if they can get here, and like they say, if we wipe out welfare, that's fine. Absolutely, no, man. Thank you for saying, the call. I'm just saying, why not bring in the entire third world? Uh, we, yeah, like you said, if they can make it here and they want to be free and they want to work hard, then I don't see what the problem why, with that is. Why place any limits? Let's bring the whole world That's right. Here. There shouldn't be limits. There shouldn't. I don't want to bring Freedom. anybody anywhere because that would require someone to pay for the transportation. Right. I don't if want to require anyone to do that. If they can make it here, whether it's on by boat or by dinghy or whatever, they should have the shot at freedom and a better life for all. Russ so in you Texas. see no limitation in illegal immigration? You I don't like bureaucrats, and I don't want to have to have someone jump through a bunch of hoops and pay thousands of dollars just so they can uh, have a shot at freedom. Let's go to Russ in Texas. Russ, you've got a quick, uh, just a quick moment with Lou. Okay, thank you very much. Lou, I appreciate you coming on and defending your perspective. Thank um, you very much. Um, okay, I'm just going to take a shot here and say you're Italian. 
No, I'm not. Okay, well, let's, it though, doesn't he? let's just say for the for the point of argument that you're Italian. Let's say let's say that Bill is Italian. All righty. Okay, and the mafia comes comes over here and per perpetrates a terrorist event. Does that mean that all Italians should be interned? Let's say you have a business. You that got that's all you got time for, Russ. Lou, answer your question. Hey. Answer the question. Um. I don't like. I I, I despise the mafia. Mm. I think we should do everything we can to. I, I just despise the entire criminal. You despise the mafia, but yet the government gang is okay with you. Lou, call us again sometime. We really hey, appreciate you hearing from you, sir. We're on there every Saturday night. Have a great night. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to get on, sorry. Call us Monday. We'll see you online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Good weekend. See you. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.